Welcome back to the Science Fiction Film Podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Matthew. And this week we're discussing Star Trek Insurrection from 1998, directed by Jonathan Frakes. Matthew Anderson, it's Star Trek Insurrection time. And probably one of my favorite moments of this movie is when Picard realizes that that real kind of sort of dopey, could-be-gay guy isn't banging that hot old lady. <laughs> like, the face he has. He's just so excited. He's like, yeah. Oh, that's still up for grabs. He's like, wonderful. Oh, perhaps I'm not a homosexual. We're going we're gonna to find out. I'm going to date the magic woman. Mm, make it so. When's the last time you saw this movie? Um... To be honest, as I watched it this time around, I was like, fuck, I don't know if I've ever seen this one. No I don't. If I saw it, I saw it when I was under seven. Because uh, any well, memory I have, didn't see it then, if you don't remember it, right? I don't think. I mean, there there are a few moments that were like hazily familiar where I'm like, oh, I think I maybe saw part of this. Like I, I get the feeling that I this was like on TV, you know, when I was really young, and I got gl- maybe got glimpses of it. Uh, but I could have sworn I'd seen it. But coming at it now, I was like, oh no, I don't, I don't think I've seen this. At least not in full. Right so on. kind of a first watch, really. That's pretty wild. So it came out in 1998. We mm-hmm. um, so so we'll get this right this time around. But. So we just did Generations, which took place during Deep Space Nine Season 3, Voyager Season 1. We've already covered First Contact, which is in the middle, which occurred during Deep Space Nine Season 5, Voyager 3. Now Insurrection, which we're covering today, takes place during Deep Space Nine Season 7, so the final season, and Season 5 of the Voyager. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. It explains their uniforms. It explains Worf's presence. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. But... um. So comes out in 1998, and I remember going to see this and going, I really like that movie, except for a couple of like goofy moments. I, I thought of it so fondly at the time. And then mm-hmm. years later, everyone was telling me it was garbage, garbage, garbage. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> and I thought that that was pretty funny. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to talking about this because having revisited it, it's, um, you know, there's, I have a lot of different thoughts about it and I'm curious as to what some of your, uh, opening thoughts are. Yeah, this one, man, this is another one where I'm like, it's definitely not bad. Like it's not a garbage Trek movie. And for whatever reason, now that, now that we have genuinely covered them all, we've watched all the Trek movies, uh, you know, a lot of time apart between <laughs> them, but now that we've watched them all, I feel like even mediocre Trek movies get hated on as bad movies, which I find strange. Mm. Um, and gotcha. it might just be a bit of, it might be a bit of the whole, like, you have to have been a viewer of the television show to get a full appreciation of it. And outsiders are like, ah, eh, just a boring sci-fi movie. Um, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they, they get just a harsher treatment and maybe fans of the show are a little more sympathetic. But I feel like I know some hardcore Trek fans who have pretty negative opinions of certain Trek movies. Uh, but that being said, since this is basically my first watch of this, uh, I did enjoy it. I think there's a, this is of you know, coming off of Generations, which I think is basically interesting only in some of its character dynamic stuff and, and Picard and those things. And outside of that, it's like, mm, it's fine. It's not, it's also not bad, but it's not really all that great either. Um, 
I do actually enjoy this movie a little more than Generations. A lot more happens. Me too. But there's a lot. What what sucks about this movie, and even like some, when I was doing some reading into the production of it and everything, there are a lot of separately good ideas here that are strung together pretty fucking clunkily. Like that's the kind sure. of the issue. Like individually, there are some ideas here that I think are super fucking interesting. Uh, you know, not just a planet of, of youth or where people who live there are kept young, but that a faction broke off and that, that they're trying to return and remove, you know, the prior people to take away. I'm like, that's, that's an interesting idea there. I, I like sure. some of that. I actually even like the idea, you know, the, the opening sequence of Data having been sort of mal- malfunctioning, but in a way malfunctioning correctly. Like it's only his ethical components that are driving him and he's acting so violently to protect that. I'm like, that's awesome. Also cool, but the way the movie goes on to handle data, I'm like, I don't know about. There are separately some really cool stuff here, but the overall narrative pulling it together is kind of weird. And man, I, I for one, I'll say this. F. Murray Abraham is a good actor. That man's a good actor. I, I, I enjoyed him on Homeland. I've, I've seen him in other shit where I'm like, yeah, he's solid. He's really good. Pretty goofy villain here. And, and not really his fault. It's more like... The whole makeup idea. The whole, you know what it reminded me of? Straight up, Escape from L.A. The fucking Bruce Campbell scene in Escape from L.A. We're like, we'll stretch their faces to keep them young. Like, that whole goofy... Like, that, man, it's fucking goofy. It's fucking goofy. Like, I, I couldn't fully buy into that. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I, I'm struggling with this one. I, I did, just as a movie, enjoy the ride of it a lot more than Generations. Because there's just more... That happens. More thing. I mean, and watching uh, Picard don his fucking leather jacket and his bad boy team go on down and defy Federation, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. That whole just that's the the moment of watching them out in the field and being hunted. Like that shit's cool. So much like individually cool shit here, or I could rave about. And and it, you sound like I just love the movie, but something about the whole of it, ah, I'm still it doesn't quite grab me. I don't know. That's a really good observation. Um, I I I'd like to talk about F. Murray Abraham because I actually kind of really like this bad guy, um, and okay. I think F. Murray Abraham does a good job at portraying him. Now, I w- I will say this immediately: this the 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 like plastic surgery skin stuff is really dumb. So dumb. I don't know if that was it was 1998. Plastic surgery was like a thing. You know, now it's just so common. You know what I mean? Back in the day, right. like, oh, like, just get a, just get a, just get a facelift. Actually, nobody said they just said facelift back in the day. <laughs> there were literal books. There were literal books that came out. One called Facer Size, like massaging your face. Like, so I, I don't know if if maybe I am. Uh, it, I don't know if maybe the connection I'm making between that being in the zeitgeist in this movie is real. It's probably a little more vague than I'm making it actually be if, if if i doubt my memory is as strong as i think it is regarding this whole thing but it did make me it did make me think facelift and all that bullshit in the 90s and whatever now so john rivers if you take that stupid shit out shit out of it i think he acts well i think he behaves pretty consistently i think he has motivation well, that yes. was one of the problems yeah. with generations like the bad guy is like, cool, we have this great actor, but he does nothing. His character is nothingness. And mm. and because we just did Generations, I'm forced to sort of go point by point where I think this is just sort of better overall, almost in every way. Um, maybe 
maybe uh, it's a little less, maybe it's, maybe generations is a, is a little less melodramatic with some of this stuff. Um, some of the goofy moments in this are utter nonsense. In fact, if you cut <laughs> them out, people might remember this more fondly. Um, and, and I think that's just sort of the goofy stuff. Like F. Murray Abraham, I like the way he acts. I like that he doesn't just, I, I, I like that some of the questions I had got answered because I'm a podcaster, Matthew. I can't just watch movies, especially if I'm going to talk about them. So that means there you go. I start asking questions along the way. And one of the, one of the questions I started to ask was, all right, so imagine just this whole setup and the way it works. What, what is that like? You know, and, and the facelift stuff and all that crap, that's really just to make him more menacing, I guess. Like seeing his head get peeled over his, Ugh, you know yeah. what I mean? They're just, that's kind of like, he's a bad guy. Like, you know what I mean? You, you kind of know he's a bad guy almost immediately. Yeah. Oh, and I, immediately. And I, and I think it's because of the way he looks. But, you know, I, I, I guess for a movie, they wanted to make it more visceral. It, it would have been cool if he just looked kind of fucked up and had to take shots or something to not just grow old and die. I would, I would have been fine with that, but there's this weird yeah. sort of comic bookiness to it. Yeah. Right? Almost like a, like it's a little, it's a little goofy when you think about that part of this. It's, it should just be like, we are, we are dying and, and terrible things have happened to us. And, and some of this stuff is almost casually mentioned and, if it wasn't so casually mentioned, I think it makes the movie more interesting. Instead of making it have like a vanity bend to it, it'd be cooler if it had like the actual bend to it, which is like they're all infertile. You know, their population mm. is completely stagnant. They can't procreate. And, and there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Like to make them a little more sympathetic, I, I like that his right-hand man kind of sees the light yeah. in the end. That, that was Me cool. Too. That was a cool twist, especially after getting sort of moralized by Picard. He's kind of, <laughs> he's like, I guess you have a point here. But yeah, yeah, I, I, the sonar weaponry looks awesome. Their ships are cool. Their um, ships look really cool. Really yeah. cool. They have a lot of awesome technology. But like, but like you're saying, like, so, so let's go down the checklist of things that we could just delete from this movie and make it a better movie, which is why I don't understand. How does this fucking shit happen? How does somebody who, and, and that's what bothers me. It's almost like, it's almost like they don't give up. You can tell, I, I almost feel like you can tell when guys don't give a shit about something. Because certain things start to get goofy, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Evidently, it's not, you, yeah, we even don't. The reading lo- I was doing that, even the cast uh, was not super happy with it as they were making it. Like I'm there sure. been a lot of compromises. For one, uh, it says screenplay by Michael Piller, but there were a ton of different treatments and and rewrites and a lot of scripts. Like this is one of those movies where it wasn't a you know one or two guys' idea and they pitched it. This was like. Oh, let's see Rick if we can Berman, combine Michael. ideas from like 15 fucking scripts and mush it together into something. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of becomes a mess. And Patrick Stewart was actually a producer on this one, an associate producer. And he came in and was helping with some rewrites because he was worried about it. Didn't Frakes direct it? He did. He did. He right, did direct he directed it, it yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it's weird because, you know, I, I don't know, like sometimes I just make assumptions. But now I'm looking like, okay, I know Rick Berman was always a big part of Star Trek. Like, all his credits oh, yeah. are Star Trek. And same with Michael Pillar, right? Yeah. All Star yeah, Trek. Big. So it's like, I, I mean, they know the material. Is that is that fuckery from from the, 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 the studio? Like, is it so, so let's talk checklist. Okay. One, 
get rid of the like weird kind of like stretchy skin shit. Yeah, that's too much. That's over the top. The, like, the, that's the, just, like the war of pimple can go. That it's the, a gorge. It's stupid. The like the 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 data flotation device is dumb. I kind of Oh man, that one hurt. It, it's really dumb. That one hurt me. The like the <laughs> the magic woman, the inexplicable freezing time bullshit can go. What was that? The, dude? the whole dude? to be perfectly frank, the whole romantic subplot can go. We don't need a reason. This is movie. This is movie fuckery to me. We do not need a reason for Picard to do what he believes is the moral choice in this case. No, I don't think we needed her. But I'll say about that too. I I 100% agree as far as Picard's motivation. I'm like, this is just a, he is the man of principle and will not, you know, compromise on the core principles. And that's like, that's a major part of his character. And you're right. It's like, we don't need anything else for him to, to push forward on this. However, I would say you could keep the romantic subplot if it was actually a full romantic subplot where sure. they like kiss or have sex or do it. It's like a half and half where they're like, oh, I feel so much for you, but that's it. Maybe I'll see you on shore leave. Bye. And I was like, I guess, sort of. <laughs> Didn't even get her number. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of half-baked, right? It's half-baked. So you can get rid of that. You can get rid of like some of that stuff. You can get rid of like, I don't know, like the boob shit. I actually don't mind the Riker Deanna sort of kind of fucking around again. Right. And you know what? All all those jokes, all the real big winky wink jokey joke moments, that explicitly came from a desire from the studio of, hey, the highest grossing Star Trek film of all time was still Star Trek for the Voyage Home, which was the funny one. So they're like, hey guys, make this one funny also. God. And that's haha. <laughs> Oh yeah, huge mistake, man. Huge <laughs> mistake. But, but uh, you, you in 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 the singing, you could have you could have got rid of that. You know what? I, I don't mind like it, that. but I don't I like the bouncing that. ball bullshit. Come on, that was the fucking a little karaoke little on the screen. Stop. Yeah, in this fucking century, I'm like, like you still got like Japanese karaoke machines going on, right? I don't mind if they want to make a callback to some play data did, and they're trying to break through. Sure, but but there's just it's funny because I think if you start just eliminating some of those goofy things, suddenly the movie becomes so much better, in my opinion. I don't... Yeah, man. I mean, we, we're going to talk about the plot. We're going to talk about... Can can we try to poke holes in? I think we should try. Because I think that's what we do with Generations, even though we still are like, I, you know, I like it. I actually yeah. like Insurrection, and I like it more than Generations. And I can assure you that Star Trek has something to do with it. If I didn't yeah, know these characters, hands, hands I mean, down, this is the more fun movie than Generations. Like, there's just there's just more that happens. Period. You know, it just feels I don't Star know, Trekky. Yes, whereas Generations just kind of doesn't as much. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely agree on that point. And and there are like moments of morality, and there are, there is some of the flavor of next gen in this, especially this whole the whole plot. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> which is basically. If if let's see if we can work through it. The plot is basically as as we see it unfold. The Sona have they know about this this patch of space called the Briar Patch, correct? Yes, which is I guess technically in Federation space, which is the only reason the Federation are involved, right? Because Ruafo, who's the main bad guy, he must have approached Daherty and 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 struck up some sort of deal and. And it was actually something going forward with the Federation. So I guess the movie kind of wants us to believe that the Federation has decided to relocate these people. And 
one of the reasons they've decided to help us relocate this, these people, is because the Dominion War is not going well. Now, if you don't watch Deep Space Nine, you're not going to know that, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. They, Obviously, they, they pe- try to get it across with the dialogue about like, oh, you need all the allies you can get. You've been getting hit on every front and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. They, they talk about the need for allies, like in desperation. So there's that, but that's still, it's pretty much a throw off one line to explain that. Which, which, which I don't quite understand what they're promising. I don't know if they're promising the metaphasic weaponry and some of, because, because to be frank, the Sona have much more advanced weaponry than the Federation. That it would right. seem, right? Well, what one thing they do say is, is I think the Federation's main uh, want out of this was that the Sona have the technology to harvest this particular type of you know, particle, this radiation, and then use its healing properties. Like mm-hmm. they were basically saying that, yeah, I think Doherty has the line where he's like, they have the technology and we have the planet. Like we have the rights to the planet but they have the technology to actually make use of this healing radiation. So I guess that's what they're hoping. Right. And the reason the Sona require this to be done now is because it would take 10 years and they don't have that much time. And them old motherfuckers getting dusty. That's what's cool about it. That like, obviously we see that it, it would be cool if they showed us that a little bit different way versus like weirdo skin stuff. It would have been cool if it was just like, damn, look, they're, they're dying like they're old yeah um yeah. obviously you want them to look cool it's a movie i get that and and maybe i'm being kind of nitpicky honestly you know what they could have looked like the way fucking tom hardy looked as Shinzon when he was rotting to death at the end of that yeah, movie. like just yeah. make them rotting like just decrepit yeah yeah you could have done that like that'd be tight yeah so so that's why diplomacy is not really going to work here because they need to do it and they need to do it now and to do it they need to harvest the, the stuff so, I mean, some of that is, is, a, is a little bit shaky. I, I will accept the fact that there is some kind of weird thing going on and it continually generates cells. Sure, that's the premise you've set up, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so then one of the questions become, I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess if the Sona flew a small task force to the Briar Patch, that the Federation would know because it's Federation space. And then they would dispatch Federation ships to intercept them and go, what are you doing here? <laughs> Where, because the Federation's not at war with the Sona, or we don't really, as far as diplomacy goes, we don't know, but we know they're not at war. We just know that there must be, there must be some contention. But all that yeah. aside, I was trying to figure out what does Ruafo need with the Federation here? He probably has, I think it's just legal permission at this point. Right. Yeah. Which is funny because it gets to a point where, and I, and I guess that's what I, what I, so, I, I'm, I'm kind of talking about both sides of my mouth with this thing because on the one hand, I like that Ruafo is trying to do this legally even though it's underhanded and then he starts to slowly go not legal. First, it's attack the Enterprise. Next, it's we're going to forcibly remove these people. I mean, none of that is probably how the Federation wrote it, right? No, and especially to the point of killing them. He's just like, ah, just fucking kill them all. Like, Well, that's, that's what I was thinking, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. it... Uh, and, and I kind of felt that's one of the things I actually dug about F. Marie Abraham in this in this role is I got the impression that he was a man really close to the end of his patience with this whole thing, right? Yeah. They're dying. Yeah. We get that, and he's going to try to do this sort of uh, in in a with a legal in a legal way, and then we see his patience slowly eroding to the point where he that he kills he kills Doherty, Doherty out. <laughs> 
right? Uh, uh, he, in the stupidest fucking way ever. It's stupid. He should just so fucking dumb. blasted him, dude. Just vaporize him. Right. I'm like, dude, and that's, that's for one, that that's moment goofy. is Get really sloppy filmmaking because I'm like, you've established that this machine isn't fatal. <laughs> you, <laughs> it stretched this dude's skin earlier. We watched it and it's like, yeah, it stretched his skin. Does Doherty have such a fragile skull that you tug on his skin a little and it's like, ah, that's it, I'm dead. Right. Ah, dumb. Dumb. Hate it. Yep. Um... So yeah, they the it's the rings of the planet and they're going to harvest it. But but yeah, it <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm trying to f- say is it's it's not I mean, I guess there are holes in it as much as any. What why don't you why don't you sort of cross-examine this plot a little bit with me? Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to pinpoint where I have issues with it. For one, I was reading some stuff uh just about the production and everything and one of the things I feel like makes it also kind of silly. I'm like, why does it have to be such a small population of people who are also fully capable of warp technology and technology, but they just are like, oh, they choose not to. And that's like this weird, it's all, for one, it feels like just a a quick legal loophole for some guy in the Federation to go, ah, see, we don't have to follow the prime directive because they're they're not in it. But also the stakes of it are so weird. Even though I like Picard pointing out like, well, when, how many people does make it, how many people does it take to make it wrong? I'm like, that's an interesting point to make. However, because he's not, he's not being a, that's one thing I've always loved about Picard. He's not. Yeah. He, he he's not. What's the word I'm trying to use? Jesus Christ. He doesn't. Utilitarian. He, or? Yes, correct. He's a he's, he argues from principle. He's not somebody who's ever going to be like, okay, um, well, uh, sure, I will do this because it works out math wise. He won't. Right. He won't break the principle, which is one of the things I've always loved about him. But I'm sorry, right. you were saying. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I was going to say that. I love like I like that moment i like him making that stand but plot wise i still feel like it's an odd weird like i don't know how to feel about the people on this planet for one like i feel like the planet is all the planet scenes except for them actually running from the sona once they're attacking uh, attacking them and hunting them down that shit's cool but the lead up to it and the planet stuff is, is all fairly silly like i, I it just I, it's hard for me to take it seriously um it, it just feels like a planet of a macguffin of like, ah, we have to have a reason to be here doing something. Um, and that's that that stuff that it just it always it always felt kind of clumsy and awkward to me. And again, and this is where I, I struggle with this movie because I like the plot point later when we find out that the Sona are literally the same people, children of these people. They're not a separate race. They're just people who left a hundred years ago and are now coming back. It was a contentious from- separation though. That's important. Right. Exactly. Right. Was, they exiled them at the end of it because they tried to basically have a you know a, a coup and take over. You're right, uh, and, the, and it, you you get the impression that they were sort of embarking on sort of a technocracy, like they they yes. wanted to embrace the technology, which is why the Baku have rejected technology. Right. Well, I think they'd already chosen against technology before that, but the the younger upstart generation was like, well, we do want to use technology. Okay. And they tried to 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 yep. push themselves forward and take over and take leadership, and they failed, and they were exiled, and they've been keeping themselves you know alive with technology, which has made them decrepit, and now they want back. So, like the 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 core idea there of they're actually of the same race, and they're returning to kind of like take revenge is. I think kind of cool, but, uh, but let, so know. let's zero in on the part you're struggling with and see if we can either patch it up or poke holes in it. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know, man. Like, it, I would just say for one, it just feels like they are not a a fleshed out alien culture. Like, it, it's very hard to look at it and and see an alien culture. It looks like weird people living in a fucking Roman society. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels very invented. <laughs> it doesn't feel like, ah, oh, we stumbled across another legitimate race like the fucking Klingons out here living a life in a society that's different from ours. Uh, it feels, I don't know, like that, that's what I say of more like the feeling of the plot just feels awkward. Like it, things because are shoved in there. And there's things undefined. That's the problem. You, you remember how they yeah. mentioned the Ketracel White? Wait, what's that? Do you remember when Riker mentions Ketracel White in this, in this movie? God, I don't actually. So that's pretty important. So the Dominion, the shock troops of the Dominion are the Jem'Hadar. Mm-hmm. The Jem'Hadar have a chemical in their body called Ketracel White, which is something that is used to control them because they're fucking vat-grown warriors. And the Ketracel White is something that's given to them because if they don't get it, they die. Mm, I forgot about that. And the Sona are giant manufacturers of it. And what they don't really ever tell you is, oh, so the Sona have agreed to stop manufacturing Ketracel White if we do this for them? Wow, that could really change the war. Right. Right? Like, that needs to be front and center, doesn't it? True. I I fucking forgot about the Sona producing that. Yeah, that because that Riker just sort of says it in passing. Yeah, Ketracel White was an additive, uh, an addictive narcotic containing an isogenic enzyme. Um, one of the active ingredients of White was doesn't matter. Jemhandar genetically engineered to lack the enzyme which White provided and required frequent doses of the drug to survive. The White also provided all the nutrients that required, alleviating the need to eat or drink. Without white, Jem'Hadar soldiers suffer withdrawal symptoms, pain, anxiety, loss of mental control, inability to shroud. Eventually, Jem'Hadar spiraled into homicidal insanity. So, I mean, that's a mm. kind of a big deal if the Sona say, okay, we're not going to produce Ketracel white anymore. You, you know that what I mean? Like, kind of ends the whole war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine that, I, I don't know what how the Federation would think that they would just... So, okay, so there's that. There's that, there's that part of it. The other part of it is that the Baku are in... Fe- the Briar Patch is in Federation space. The Federation is losing the war the, to, to the Dominion. Doesn't the Federation just send a deplo- uh, like an attache and go, guys, we're losing the war. We're going to <laughs> relocate you because if we don't, we might lose the war. Because I tried to think... What is so special about their home? Is it, there's a million fucking planets. Is it, did you see what I'm saying? Mm. It's all that MacGuffin of the rings are only here. Right, but what does that mean? Does that mean that these people will just die if they leave the Briar Patch? See, no, why, that's no, the thing. because that's why the other, go through like, the whole point what, in this? Right, why uh, I go mean, through the whole facade of, of, the, of, the, of the holodeck? Right, the right. Ship. Well, Oh, why use the facade of the holodeck? Yeah. Because I think it was just this whole a federation idea of they're not going right. to want to leave, so we will trick them into thinking that they're at our home long enough to get them off the planet, mm-hmm. and then once they're off the planet, we're harvesting it. Well, there's nothing they can do about it, right? But, and what they'll but, and then and then they'll 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 just stay on that ship forever. Like, are they? Oh no, get, I think they were planning on still like putting them on a different planet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, right. But no, the other, like the weird hanging problem there is that like why couldn't you just talk to them and be like, hey, so I know you found this planet, you know, because they also haven't been here for thousands of years. They've been here for a couple hundred years. Like they moved there. These are all the right. first generation of people living on this planet. Um, and I'm like, 
hey, so the Dominion War is happening. We could very much lose it, and they could encroach on Federation space and attack you, and you'd be fucking defenseless. Uh, and so here's the thing. We know that you we love this planet, and you want to stay here because of its regenerative properties. How about this? We find you another real pretty Eden-like forest planet. We drop you off there. We harvest the chemicals here and figure out how to actually produce this shit that you know increases or maybe indefinitely increases human lifespan, and we'll give you plenty of it. Like you can, we'll we'll just fucking trade with you, and you can have it. But we have to harvest it from this planet. Sorry, you got to leave. There's plenty of forest planets. We'll find you a fucking another one. Right? Like eh, that's kind of that's the biggest hole, really. Yeah, like. <sighs> I almost feel as if the Federation should not have been involved and it should have been just a rogue admiral. <laughs> yeah. A rogue admiral who's who's dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Doherty. Yeah, that's actually a good point. They could have made Doherty a little bit like, gosh, I need that. I need the healing chemicals. Something. Because blubber face. But, but if we take it at face value, basically what we have here is these people the sonar want to get back to this planet for obvious reasons because they're dying. They need the metaphasic radiation to regenerate their cells and return them to their youth. Mm. And they're unwilling because they got ostracized. They're not really, they're, they're not in a position. There's no, in other words, there's no diplomatic contact between the two peoples. No. Um, And they're like, we're just, I want to get rid of them. So, so so put yourself in, uh, in what's his name? Fuck off. Ru, Ru, Ruafo? Ru, Ruafo, yeah. Ruafo. Put yourself in Ruafo's shoes. So he's like, all right, I'm going to get these people off the planet. I can't just fly my sonar ship over there because um, because I'll, I I will get spotted. So I right. need to enter the space. I need to man, have permission, getting, basically. Yeah. Right. But the, what a sell job. Like, what are you selling? Maybe I won't. <laughs> ma- maybe I'll stop. What, like, what are you offering? Right, right. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, they're offering the healing and life-prolonging properties of the of planet stuff that the that, Federation already owns. Well, no, but again, no, the technology, comes, the technology that comes, yeah, back to the whole. They have the technology that the Federation doesn't in order to harvest and use that. that and that's one of the things so Dari like, says. He's like, "Oh, we'll live two hundred years, and blah blah blah. Imagine this, imagine that." Right? He there. So, so yeah, I guess if we're saying you, I guess if we if we if we stop overcomplicating and just say it's the fountain of youth planet. Right. Yeah, exactly. The Federation's <laughs> interest in it is going to be very obvious, especially some of those old doddering fucks sitting on the council. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So tempting. It would have been cool to see that, to see, to see Doherty sort of convincing them and, and then right. sort of saying, yes, but you know, this is a, this is section 31 territory. Keep this on the down low. Like this is closed session. This is private. This is top secret. These don't, you know, take take right. this ship and a couple of guys and, and and meet up with your guy and make this happen. You know, I, in other words, I have to do too many mental gymnastics to sort of go, okay, I can I can talk myself into this a little bit. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You have to like kind of work and put the pieces together, right? So, <sighs> yeah, I guess I guess that's the way it goes. And then the reason it's funny because Ruafa's right hand man, I forget his name. But Ruafa's right Dal Nan, I think. Yeah. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. He has an attachment still to these people, which I found interesting. Because you, one of the things I struggle with with Ephraim Abraham's character is he seems like he probably would just like to waste these people. And the only reason he doesn't is because the Federation's involved. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I, I almost feel like 
he could have snuck into the briar patch because there's no communications in there. And I can assure you that means there's no sensors in there once you're in, Mm -hmm. right? And just eradicated them all and and harvested and left. Like, (laughs) if you want to be a true bad guy, but I guess because, you know, I guess the sympathy's there. There's some sympathetic feelings. Don't forget what they did to us. And yeah. Right, right. It's it's weird, man. It's weird. This movie's trying to balance a lot. And mm-hmm. again, I think that comes from all the separate ideas of they wanted a fountain of youth planet. They wanted it to be more funny. They wanted this whole cosmetic surgery angle and like some like weird like satire of, of plastic surgery. Or or aging. What? Or aging as all the characters are aging, sort of. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It just it feels unbalanced. What a great what what an awesome way to open the movie though. Like oh, that, yeah, that no, action I, scene with Data, Data. Buckwild. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, I love it. And I just that. love, and you know, once Data's made up his mind, you know, mm-hmm. he's just not going to quit. And I just oh, thought yeah. that this was a really cool and intriguing open. It's, um, there's a next gen episode called who watches the watchers when they have like a cloaked facility and they're looking at a pre-warp oh, yeah. civilization, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah, proto Romulans, <laughs> the Mintakans <laughs> or whatever they're called. But, uh, ah, that's right. Yeah, this is Data going fuck the charade, and I love when he just—I love when he pulls off his cloak shirt. Oh uh, yeah, his head's just floating there, dude. I, my one of my favorites is when he's looking up at like the little duck blind that he that he knows is there. Yeah, uh, and a guy tries to grab him from behind, and he just fucking headbutts him from behind. <laughs> ah, it's so good. Yeah, all the guys laying down, and he just phasers the goddamn facility, and he's got that stoic look on his face. <laughs> Badass Data. He's a fucking Terminator when he wants to be, man. Don't fuck with Data. Yep. Just really cool. Um, so that's kind of the setup. And then we have all the diplomacy stuff, which is pretty irrelevant. Except <laughs> Worf is there because DS9 is in season seven. <laughs> that's it. And he's like, oh, you've been a let leave by Cisco. I have to explain <laughs> that for the people who are paying attention to the shows. Right. But um, so what... What do you suppose the advantage was to Data being on this mission? That's a really major plot hole for me. Mm. If I'm Dari, I'm like, keep him away. He's a robot. He's going to always do the right thing. <laughs> that is an interesting point. Yeah, as far as like why they would want him down there. I it would have been I, cool I could if he stumbled upon it. Data, what's up? It'd be cool if Data stumbled upon it, but that's not the case. You get the You get the impression he was like, part of this research team that was secretly spying on them. And then when he realized what was going on, but, but I would be like, if I'm Daria, I would be, I'd be handpicking people, right? right. You're going to let data. Oh, data, the guy who uh, reports to the most ethical man in Starfleet <laughs> like, above the fucking flagship. You don't ship? think Daugherty knows this? Of course he does. He's an admiral. Like that's kind of goofy. There's really that's no it. explanation as to data's presence as part of this uh, survey team. It doesn't, it doesn't hold too much water as far as I can tell. Well, and I could totally, as far as his character goes, I could see Data pushing for this, like being interested in like, ooh, and, you know, doing recon on a uh, pre-warp culture. Like how often has he gotten to do that? Like that that sounds like something Data Absolutely. would be interested in. His interest I can see. Right. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. As far as the conspiracy side goes, maybe Doherty and Rafa were just like, okay, well, he, he can be on the the research fake side of things, but we're not going to let him get close to the, like the actual hollow ship and everything. Yeah, but I guess. Course, I guess. I guess there's also the 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 problem. I guess if we want to support the idea, we could just as easily say, well, if if data. I mean, how did he even know about it? that's the problem? How do, how was he aware of the mission? Yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, I guess because the because only Federation public. presence there, if I'm <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, is basically from the Enterprise. There's not really too many outside uh, Federation people on the planet. No, no, no. That crew is not from the Enterprise. That crew is from Daugherty. Data's from oh, it's the his own crew. Yeah, yeah guess, his, is he the his only guy. person from Enterprise? Yes, that's what it doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, I guess that is more weird than they just are like, I, oh, Data's on it because because Picard says it. Data should be back by now, right? It's only that's Data. True. He's observing a Baku village, I believe. He says it right up front here for a week. Right, which yeah, that's true. When you think about it, like yeah, I could totally imagine on a if it wasn't a you know. But I guess like a thin veil over a conspiracy and it was just a regular assignment that maybe data found out about it, heard about it and was like, Oh, I want to apply for that, you know, mission be out there. That sounds interesting. But if this is in truth, a fucking ruse to dislocate a whole bunch of people and steal a bunch of resources. I'm like, why would you, did you put that up on the Federation Craigslist? Like what the fuck? Don't you handpick? Yeah. That's a good point. Right. There's also the problem of, of the prior patch in general, which is, Obviously, if it is a Federation planet, the Federation is distinctly aware of the planet's capabilities, right? You'd think. <laughs> you would, <laughs> you would think, like, like so, so that part of it is almost like, yeah, you would think the Federation would know. I mean, I would have a fucking star base outside of that bitch. <laughs> nothing, nothing to where the Baku could see it, you know, just outside the Briar Patch. I'd have a fucking star right. base out there. But also, it would be like... Yeah, we know about them. There's 600 of them and they're pre-warp. Like, eh, you would keep a slight eye on them, but that's that's about it. What else do we need to really worry about with them? Mm-hmm. I think they know they're not pre-warp though, right? They know that they kind of- No, abandoned. that was a surprise to them. Oh, okay. They, the Federation They find know out later, yeah, when they're like, oh, you actually have technology. And, you know, because when he's talking to them about uh, Data's positronic matrix, they're like, oh, we know what a positronic you know, frequency is. And he's like, oh- it's like okay, you're those people. So now I'm yeah. now I'm getting confused because how, because a planet cannot petition to be in the Federation until it is warp capable. Oh no, so they're not like in the Federation; they are just within Federation space. Okay, like, well then that changes things significantly, right? They're yeah. just in the boundaries of it. Okay, all right. It's just within the borders, right? Right. Got it. So they've never been approached. That explains the fucking the, the invisible shit. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, it'd be like, what? What's with the ruse, guys? Remember when we joined? Then that, then that, then that proves my pointing my 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 theory as to what they could have done. Then is disproven because I was like, why not just send a delegation? Because that breaks the prime directive, right? Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So they're not part of the federation. They're within the federation space. That's a that makes a big difference. Which means that they. Which means that. Um, there probably isn't a ton of intelligence on. I mean, there there is because it's the Federation and they document everything on their computers. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's probably it's the Briar Patch. One thing to remember too is it's super hard to navigate. So it's possible they aren't aren't even aware of these people outside of you know the Sonon what the Federation have cooked up. Right. But but Picard knew about him. He knew the Baku. He's like, oh, he's he's monitoring the Baku. So yeah, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So they know they are existing. They just don't interfere with them they know who they are and that they exist which begs the question how they not know about the properties of the planet but whatever yeah yeah (laughs) it it all that stuff all gets a little wonky when you think about it right yeah it's tough when you start dealing with this kind of shit it's like ugh, because he knows there is a because because picard knows there's a baku village obviously he knows what data's orders are we know at least these people know yeah but um yeah if i'm darty i'd be like oh (laughs) you can't be here he's kind of dumb isn't he He's pretty dumb. Yeah, man. And like, then to he, be like, oh, like, I need data schematics? What? Uh, huh? Fucking silly. Fucking silly. He's not answering our protocols. He's not answering our hails. Something's wrong. 
Dude, mm-hmm. Darty, you don't know who you're talking to, do you? <laughs> now he's holding our people hostage. Right. And I mean, Picard's response is, of course, he's like, okay, we'll go we get him. will go and try to contact Data. And if he can't <laughs> be contacted, then I will destroy him. Like, he's not just going to be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll just go ahead and destroy him. You know, no. <laughs> that is his commander, his friend. Yeah, and, and Darty tries to push him off. He's like, nah, don't bother. <laughs> right. Like, are you serious? No, There's, you know, the whole way. area of the Briar Patch. They're calling it the Briar Patch. It took us, so there, there's an important piece of uh, thing in this dialogue um, because he says it, it uh, uh, where is it? It's right here. He says, it took us a day to reach a location where we could even get a signal to you. So that's, that's kind of right. cool. Yeah. yeah. But Damn. it's um, it's suspicious immediately. But but Picard's like, yeah, send the schematics. And uh, in Picard, by the way, the, the Enterprise crew is in the middle of hosting like a... Uh, welcome to the Federation thing right now, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, welcome to the party. You are uh, now- Where are the these f- silly beads? Yeah, you are now Eugene Chafour, right? <laughs> That's it. And um, <clears throat> he's like, we're going to stop by on our way and see what's going on. And Jory's uh, like, they're not nearby. That's okay, we're going anyway. Yeah, no. They're fucking, they're not going to let anybody else deal with their boy outside of them. Mm-hmm. That's their main concern here. But, you, that's, know, you know, and this this is what you were talking about earlier where, where Riker starts doing research on the actual Sonar because it seems like it's funny that they do know about the Baku. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, like, we, we have, we know of their existence, but that's really about it. We just have the, you know, in a fucking catalog somewhere of all of our <laughs> planets. Um, but with the Sonar, they act like they're this mysterious new race in a way because they, I sure. think, cor- correct me if I'm wrong here, but don't they also offhandedly kind of mention that, oh, they've only uh, finalized warp technology a year ago. And they're like, and they're like, ah, oh, it's odd that the Federation's even wanting to trust them so quickly. <laughs> right. Which I'm like, that's, for one, I mean, that that's actually is explained by the plot. Like these, they've, the Baku and the Sonar have had te- warp technology for a long time. And I guess they've only strategically started using it in the past year to, I guess, gain the Federation's trust or whatever. Right, because it's so not, I mean, the, this advancement would not be so quick. <laughs> no, like, no fucking way. And like, because, yeah, when he first mentioned, oh, they just discovered and, and finalized their warp drive a year ago, and then we cut to their ship, and it's like huge, you know, deck and everything. I'm like, okay, they just figured out warp technology, and they have everything else lined up and ready to go for it. I'm like, that's weird. There's right. no fucking way. Shout out to Almost Hot Scott, who's in the chat. What's up, buddy? Oh, going to be reading that comment later. He's on eight Australian time, Mike. Australia. I love uh, I love the stuff from Rafa. He's like, I never should let you talk mean to that duck blind in the first place. Your <laughs> Federation procedures have made this mission 10 times as difficult as it needs to be. And he's right. <laughs> about to say, no, when he rails on the, the protocols and bureaucracy, I'm like, ah, it's not totally wrong. <laughs> he, he's right for his mission. The Federation's in the way. Yeah, bunch of fucking bureaucrats. And Doherty's still trying to toe the line. He's like, look, we're trying to protect our planet's population from unnecessary risk. And and Ralph was like, the 600 people, you mean? You want yeah. to avoid <laughs> unnecessary risks, question mark? Next <laughs> time, leave your Android home. Yeah, no shit. You're making sense to me, F. Murray. <laughs> Old Salieri. <laughs> oh, Salieri. You'll never be good enough. He is- He's always playing a fucking shysty character. You, gotta always, you can't you trust him being behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dari's motivation is, look, we're trying to, we want these benefits to be for everyone in the Federation. Right, right. We want to take this and help billions. Yeah. Um, is that, um, 
I'm almost positive we are looking at the um, the black sonar guy. Is that uh, Simon yeah. from BSG? Oh, wait, what? He sounds you, like him, dude. Where's the minute mark you're looking at here? He's got a couple of speaking lines. Oh, I got to see that. That's too interesting. I feel oh, like, by, I think it by is By the way, him. I haven't been able to figure out who, like which sonar warrior he is, but you will never fucking believe one of the cameos in this movie. Oh, really? I'll, I'll give you one clue. He's in Rage Against the Machine. Holy shit. <laughs> Tom what? fucking Morello is a uh, sonar warrior in this. No way. <laughs> right? And I've been like, where is he? Which is he? I can't figure it out. He's got too much fucking silly makeup on. That's amazing. But Tom Morello is in a Star Trek movie. <laughs> I had no idea. Awesome. That's really funny. Yeah, the guy was like, <laughs> visual contact. He's the sensors uh, guy. That's the guy. Ooh. Oh, Rick Worthy. Somebody okay. Google Rick Worthy for me. And he actually does have a, a credit in here. Give me that minute mark. What am I looking for? Um, LR and officer Rick Worthy. And he is in, scrolling through his IMDb. He, well, scroll, he was in scroll, Star Trek scroll. Enterprise. That's cool. Oh. He was in a bunch of shit. Voyager, Murder One. Um, <laughs> nope, it's not him. Oh, but yeah, he is Simon from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, shit. Yep, he is. Whew, I don't want to get a y'all look alike email. <laughs> Fuck. It actually is him, okay? <sighs> Close call, guys. I almost was a racist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the sonar communications guy or sensor sensors man. I'm a sensorist. I'm a sensorist. That's what I do. Um, I went to college for four years to become a sensorist. I'm a sensorist. And, um, My friend's a mentalist. Mm-hmm. I'm a sensorist. My friend's a um, a helmist. He drives the planes in the make believe <laughs> Star Trek world. He's the plane driver <laughs> in our silly make them up land. Uh, shit. Um. So, what did we learn from Riker? You already said it all. Pretty much. Uh. Yeah. That they the the Sona had also like made two other races subservient oh, to right. them. I guess that's the other right. silly heads. We he got. mentions the Ketracel White here as well. Yes. So that's where he talks about that. Uh, which again, with how crucial that would be to the the Dominion and the Dominion War, pretty funny that you just kind of passively like, oh yeah, they mm-hmm. also make that. Oh, you mean the one thing capable of keeping their soldiers alive? Yeah, huh. they they must not be the only supplier, but still, but still, no big I deal. Know. I mean, that's that's like be, one of those things. To be perfectly like, fair, if, you make, if Deanna tries about to sit on your face, you don't really give a fuck about the eh, war. You're not thinking clearly anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Park it, lady. Park it. <laughs> Park it on there and tell me how you feel. Tell me about your feelings. <laughs> you scared about the war? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, oh, um, <laughs> I want to do this new type of therapy. I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really sad. Don't worry about the Gemma Dar. <laughs> God, how would I would have killed for that scene? This fucking sexless ass movie. It looks like you. It looks like you've taken some damage out down here when you dated War. <laughs> Allow me to repair. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Evidently, also they did film a scene where Picard and like Ani or Anji uh, like kiss and are actually like more romantic, and they just cut it out of the movie. Mm. I'm like, Ugh, fucking bunch of Puritans. Mm. 
weird. We don't have sex in the 23rd century. There's no sex. But what about her right? <laughs> but for Picard, they just, all, the only sex he has is when somebody polishes his head. Mm, uh, mm. Yes. He's, like, he's like a Ferengi. A little umax, <laughs> a little Rubbing umax. coconut lotion. Mm. Mm. Oh, the finest. I just got some of that. I love it. That's good. It's good shit. Yeah. I bought a big giant vat of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I slap it all over my body. It's nice. <laughs> slap it. I, smell like it a, a, I basically smell like I just blast myself. I am the blackest smelling white man. <laughs> oh fuck oh shit it's true coconut oil doggy <laughs> you've heard that whole Bill Burr pit where, where his fucking girlfriend had to explain oh, yeah. to him that he gets uh, fucking ashy, ashy too right yeah that shit's funny <laughs> so good he's like what she's like yeah white people get ashy too <laughs> why do you think we fucking use coconut water cause we can see it yeah so fucking yeah. funny you mean black people yeah black I'm people. saying white people too yeah, yeah, everybody's exactly. actually you just can't see. Of course, of course. But um, I love the I love the little helmsman. She's hot. That little trill Wait. helmsman. I love that race too. That's cool. That's deep space nine shit. Which helmsman? Oh, the little the, the ones who have. I always forget what the fuck they're called, but they have the cheetah print on the side of the trill. Face. Yeah, T R I L L. Wait, what are they called? Trill. That's what Jadzia Dax is. She's fucking right. Ah, oh, that's right. Didn't she marry Worf? Uh, affirmative. There we go. Uh, affirmative. Right. Did you that see all of like, Deep Space Nine? I ha- I don't think I have. Okay. I've seen a lot of it and a lot of it out of order. I okay. need to really go yeah, back. Yeah, that's a problem. I know it is. <laughs> my my memories of Deep Space Nine are very scattered. Yep. But well, I remember her. I like how war. I like how Worf's like, he's like, we'll skip the court martial. But then he's like, straighten your baldric. Like fucking clean yourself up, Worf. Clean it, you big sloppy boy. <laughs> we let you Klingons into our fucking glorious federation. You're going to come in here with Cheeto crumbs and fucking silly hair? Late. Mr. Wolf, straighten your ball trick. <laughs> You're not going to look like a <laughs> Mr. Reich, why is your face glistening? Mr. Reich, why is your face glistening? Oh, you know. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know. Blah, blah, blah. So that's why he shaves his beard. Yeah. <laughs> to become a human projectile straight into it. <laughs> yeah, shit, man. It's like put. <laughs> It's like fucking going down on water slide. Uh, <laughs> I can have no drag. <laughs> I'm built for speed, Captain. La, 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 la. <laughs> she just puts a swim cap on. <laughs> diving in. <laughs> Why do you have goggles on, Will? <laughs> he still just does it on the on the deck. <laughs> I'm just exercising my tongue. It's like kegels. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Yeah. How now, brown eye? Captain, I call this the Arabian. (laughs) Um, After that, we're going to do a little upside down piano. (laughs) Salieri knows about that. Salieri Uh, knows. Man, that was a good meta joke. (laughs) In the movie movie Amadeus, Mozart plays the piano upside down. Wow. (laughs) Making all the connections. Boy, nothing funnier than explaining a joke. Oh, yeah. It's the best. So good. I, I like, I, I do like a slideshow. I'm like, here's the, here's the punchline, but the framework <laughs> is. <laughs> now to return to the prologue of my joke, you'll see that the payoff starts here. Yeah. And the callback is we already made an Amadeus joke. So mm-hmm. are you following and laughing yet? <laughs> All right. So data goes fucking bananas and uh, they catch him. 
I do, honestly, I love badass rebel data fucking skirting by the Sonos ship and blasting it a couple times. I'm like, God, that's some ballsy shit. This little tiny craft he's on. And uh, they managed to uh, zap him. And they they immediately go to the planet. Because now they're like, we need to learn what's going on because... We are would not, never be like this. Right. Data's memory is an issue. Like you said, his his morality programming overrode this. So they like, let's go to the planet and find out for ourselves. So Picard is already sticking his big old nose into this. Oh, yeah. Big throbbing nose right into the middle of this conspiracy. <laughs> and I got to say, one thing, other, uh, other thing too, I've heard a lot of complaints and people being like, the whole sequence of him having to sing to Data and retrieving Data is like kind of silly. But I actually think the action of this, of trying to dock onto his ship mid-flight and everything, it looks pretty cool. Like it's, it's some cool Star Trek action, I feel like. I enjoyed that scene. Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're docking onto his ship to get yeah, onto cool. it. I dig that. I did dig that. And I, again, I, I love... The treatment of androids and intelligence, uh, artificial intelligence in the Star Trek universe. Like, I love how, you know, he gets blasted, probably out of, in a moment of treachery, like when they realize Data's learned too much or he's against it and they shot him, hits his neck, and then those ethical, you know, it's like very Asimov, you know, the ethical core of him overrides everything else. Like, all other judgment is tossed out and he mm-hmm. knows this is wrong and I will fucking push forward to get back. Uh, and stop this no matter what. I'm like, yeah. ah, that's cool. That's cool Android shit, man. So they beam down, and I, I don't know, but the Baku must have the best weed of all time because those kids are crushing hacky sack. Oh, man, they're just absolutely. Talk about focus. <laughs> Got the fuck. Oh, I've never seen such focus with the hacky sack. That Baku kush, dog. <laughs> focus. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the Baku kush comes out of the hills. Yeah, they beam down and they kind of just start walking over and and they realize because at first they also think that all the the Federation the Sona people there are being held hostage and they come to find them mm-hmm. just like sitting at tables eating dinner and they're like we're not trying to hurt anybody <laughs> we're just they're just here right wait we're waiting for you to come and get them and it's at this point we're like oh um, do you all realize you've broken the Prime Directive <laughs> you've all fucked up really bad yep. And there are cultural attaches to uh, to Daugherty. Indeed. And they're like, what's going on here? My name is Sojeff. Fuck you. It's Joseph. <laughs> what, so your fucking Jeff. four-year-old said, Sojeff, Uncle Sojeff? And you made <laughs> He's it not like, just Jeff. He's so Jeff. He's so ah, Jeff. That's so Jeff. God. What kind of Jeffs do you know, honey? <laughs> I know, I know a like Jeff, a kind of Jeff, and a so Jeff. <laughs> nice. Well, Fucking silly. They, but this, um, is, this is, again, that moment where I don't, something about it just rubs me the wrong way. I really don't like this surprise that, surprise, they actually are a technological, you know, people and are very aware of warp technology and fucking sentient androids. We just choose not to. It's a whole planet of people who are like, oh, we don't own a television. <laughs> I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> fuck off. Our you know kids I mean? don't watch any television. Oh, they don't really? Watch any t- well, have fun when he fucking blows away his classmate. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard of The Wire. Have you ever heard of a, a little show I like to call War and Peace? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pretentious cocksuckers. Yeah, I don't really do dragons, so I don't know about this Game of Thrones thing. I don't really watch television. We're more of a we 
We go on a hikes as families. Oh, do ya? Oh, you're really? so fucking awesome. I hope a jaguar eats you. <laughs> God. Yeah, we don't let our children read a Twilight. We're more into the Gilgamesh saga. Oh, no, he can't have a fruit roll-up cod now. Oof, I don't want him to get cancer tomorrow. Okay. You're one of those Gluten people. Gluten is outlawed on this planet, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun, apparently. <laughs> exactly. So stupid. Oh, fuck. But um, I actually, one of the things I do like is I like, so so that part of it you don't like. I'm like, whatever. But but you're right. It is a fucking planet full of people that don't have a TV. <sighs> that, 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 that superiority complex. But I like, do like when they beam down there. People who were hippies in the 90s, like the worst kind of hippie, the Inya hippie. I'm like, ah, no, no, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Hippies uh, have always kind of been a little annoying. They're usually good carded. Right, good people, but just annoying. But I like the surprise of beaming there and nothing being there. They're, like, I like them going, whoa, what is this place? That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there's nothing startling, really. Mm. But now we know <laughs> about technology. <laughs> we know all about it. Uh, we just choose you mean the not technology to. You abandoned, you, I think. You, the technology you abandoned and you knew about positronic brains? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, what happens uh, when one of your kids falls off a rock and it has their fucking spine severed? Does your radiation fix that? Or you, <laughs> do you want to actually do some surgery? Right. At first, it's a little goofy because you're like, oh, once upon a time, we were explorers. Like, what, Thursday? Like, how old are you? But that's what's cool on the reveal, when you realize how old they are. Yeah, that element I like, where I'm like, oh, this they are actually really old. Like, they're, they they probably almost predate the Federation. It, it would have been cool how- to, if there was a cool, it would have been cool if there was a visual way to showcase their sort of ancient knowledge, so to speak. That would have been, that's a cinematic kind of opportunity, I feel like. Right, right. Like, show something awesome. Like, they reveal... I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I'm not writing the fucking movie right now, but you know what I'm saying. Or like a nice quilted blanket. Mm, craftsmanship. But uh, yeah, it's just sort of like, Picard's like, huh, interesting. He says, <laughs> I, 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 he just, I, I like, man, Patrick Stewart's so good. He's, He's just yeah, like, I don't, I'm great. sorry. We're, we don't belong here. <laughs> he doesn't know what else to say. It, it, and he goes back and he says, listen, the consequences of their society will be minimal. They, they've they been to warp and Cardi's like, great job, Jean-Luc. Now pack your bags and get the hell out of here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But he still is not comfortable with this whole, like data was shot. Like that's, that, that's what we learned from Jordy where he's like, he Correct. only malfunctioned because he was shot. And even Picard was like, I thought that happened after he malfunctioned of them trying to subdue him. And he's like, no, it happened before. I am sure that that's what's caused his uh, fail safe to engage. Yep. And that is like, mm, we're not leaving until we figure this out. It's also the, fine. it's also the, oh, you're not leaving. Nope. Got a few loose ends to tie up. Darty out. Uh, uh. <laughs> you know. Darty. And Picard's but like, no. yeah, this is sketchy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Now, th- this intrigue, I like. Me I too. like the whole intrigue of, we don't understand what made uh, Data go off, except that he was attacked in some way, and his memory of it's unclear. Like, this whole beginning mystery unfolding element i'm super on board for i'm like i really like this element of data not even understanding quite what happened to him and we got to kind of retrace those steps and that's when they you know when they return to the planet again he's like oh i was following some children like i was following to see where where they were headed Mm -hmm. and that's where we go back to retrace and that leads us to the next level of the conspiracy right after some kissy kiss with Riker and uh 
Riker and Deanna. Well, she gives him a sensual shave so he can be perfectly aerodynamic. I don't know. That doesn't happen yet. There's that moment, though, where she kicks him out and then she throws the thing up in the air. And, and she has that face, which is basically just like, I'm going to ride that dick tonight. Yeah, I'm going to get off. I'm going to mount that I'm riding that dick, though. <laughs> Definitely tonight. Tonight. I'm being silly with him, but I'm all right, Dad. I'm going to take that train tonight. <laughs> now, again, this is another, I, I I would admit, there are hokey moments later where they try to do some jokes where I'm like, mm, a little bit I like those two. They have good chemistry. I agree. I was about to say, like, this this moment I enjoy. Like, him, you kiss me and you say, yuck. And then she just shuts the door on. I'm like, that's cute. It's yeah, funny. It's cute. I like it. But she's going to fuck him. It's got, uh, yeah. it's got to look. I'm well, it's funny, you know, it's, oh, gee, Frakes is the director and he gets the fucking, he gets to get, <laughs> get his pencil wet, but Picard gets nothing, no scraps for my guy. Uh, I just, I love to imagine him as director being like, oh, let's talk about this rewrite again. Now, how many times will I be crushing guts in this version? I mean, we do need to increase the amount of gut crushing. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's like, could we possibly get her to dress a little bit like, well, you know, Gandalf from the Ring film? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just particularly into him. I don't know why. Because he's into Ian McKellen, right? They have smooched multiple times. <laughs> they are. I'm serious. They I know. Are why do you think I made this stupid joke? <laughs> <laughs> very close buds. Put put on the uh, put on the put on the uh, beard. Could you do that for me? What's the, what's I'm the in the mood for citrus. Let's kick off a lemon party. <laughs> what's the name of the, of the uh, lady in this movie? Is it is Which it which lady? Oh, Anji, the one that Picard's into? It's Anji, right? Anji. Or, or Anish or something. Anji. I don't know. It's Anji. Yeah. Anji, put <laughs> on the put on the white beard. Could you do that for me? Yes, perfect. Okay. Now well, shave your do... head and look like Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> now do me a favor, say none shall pass. There it is. <laughs> there we are, on top of old Smokey. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yes, yes. Tell me none shall pass. I like pretending I don't have consent. Yes. Tell me this fight is beyond me. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me this foe is beyond me. <laughs> she starts quoting Lord of the Rings shit. Oh, fuck. Now spank me on the bottom with your walking staff. Excellent. Fly, you fools! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Silly. Yep. What happens next? Well, what's worth talking about, I guess. Well, like you said, we get the next piece of it. And um, let, let's just jump let, over let's to get the hollow ship. Yeah. Fucking, I love this shit. I it's love the expedition. Cool. I love that the kid's afraid of Data. I like Data's interaction with the kids, actually. You do? Yep. I think it's fine. When, he's, when he says, my legs will be this size when I'm alive, they'll be this size when they're not. Like, there's a couple of cute moments like that. What the, I don't yeah. like is I don't like how Data doesn't... Dude, we saw seven seasons of Data. Why are we mm. regressing him? I agree. I right? agree. That's I a mean, problem. I feel like the. I actually liked some of the earlier and kind of middle of the movie moments he has with the kids, but the payoff at the end is like pretty dumb. Yeah. It's like, Play Data, dude. have fun. He, he like, plays Data poker. knows what fun is. He plays Data poker. Knows. He plays poker. Right. I'm like, he. Like, the concept of fun is not foreign to Data at I this know. point. It's, like, it's goofy. That's silly. But yeah, they like do that a lot with these movies. You know, wishing to have the experience of being a child because that's literally impossible for him. I'm like, yeah, that's interesting because that's like the one thing he cannot do. He can right. already have emotions and even probably feel like sexual arousal, but he can't ever be a kid. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of interesting that you can have this interaction with a kid and talk about what it must be like. Cool. But 
Hey, I don't have know fun. If, I don't every know if day. he can have sexual arousal though. I'm not I'm I'm not sure certain of that. I maybe my memories are off, but I thought there was some at some point in the series that he was like trying to experiment with that. Too. He was. Like, he was he 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 was and it was it was actually an interesting he he first of all, he has sex with Tasha Yar in one of the first episodes, maybe the second episode. Damn, really? Yeah, because it's it's a it's a callback to the um, to the the original series episode where they all get drunk and Sula has the rapier and he's running around and shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. And, and the, the like a whole ship was lost to it. Same in this, they they all start going bananas and they're all acting goofy. And even Data's acting goofy for some reason. It affects him. I don't remember why. <laughs> some I'm sure they found some way to explain how his positronic matrix was also fucking affected. Right. Silly. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, this this moment where data goes on, you know, marches under under the water and is actually on the you know the surface of the the lake and then comes back up and realizes that there's something out there and they head to this fucking hollow ship. That's dope. That shit's cool. It uh, looks that, really cool. Dude, this, that's just cool intrigue to me. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I don't know awesome. why you brought the whole village. You don't know what's going to happen by the way. Who are all those people? Why are all the all, why are all the extras there? <laughs> oh, you mean the people like coming out to see? Yeah, there's just a bunch of people that go out there with them for this like little expedition. Yeah, they're all curious about the the Tin Man. I guess Robot Boy. Ooh, what's he do? But uh, this is awesome, man. This moment, the discovery of the ship going in. It's a holographic projection, and Picard starts to go. Man, Patrick Stewart's just good. Uh, like yeah. him realizing, you can see it on his face. Him starting to realize and calculate what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Death. Very annoyed by by Anji again being like, where he's like, this is what you're seeing is a holographic image projected. And she's like, I know what a hologram is. I'm like, oh, well, fuck you, bitch. You live in a straw hut. I don't know what you know. Whatever. Um, it's possible I was shot to protect the secret of its existence. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Why would they duplicate a village except to deceive the Baku? Deceive us. That's it. To move you off this planet. You go to sleep one night in the village and you wake up the next morning in this flying holodeck. Very cool. I love this moment. It's cool shit, man. And then the guy opens fire. Opens fire. That That's might have it. been a There's... premature, unless you plan to kill all of them. Why don't you stay secret and force them? Now they definitely know something's amiss. Oh, yeah. This and before, a bad, like, bad yeah. play by this guy. Tornell, is it? <laughs> Seriously. But they probably just like, ah, you just guard it. Anybody who comes in, you know, blast them. Dum-dums. Yep. They get into a little phaser fight. Then I'm shooting this guy. He drops. And uh, I love the badass ray computer and program as they're walking out. Mm-hmm. They're just like so Looks pissed. Cool. This ding dong can't swim after 300 years. This should have been cut. Cut, cut, <sighs> cut, cut, pretty, cut, 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 cut. It's pretty dumb. Cut, cut, cut. She knows how to swim. Turning into a, yep, a life stupid. raft. Get cut the it. fuck out of here. Cut, 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 cut. And that also, that points to a larger problem, which I feel like they handled a little better on the show, but especially in the movies, where they cannot decide whether Data is this history-defining artificial intelligence, the first, you know, android that has been admitted to the Federation as its own, like, you know, has its own independence and, and free will and treated it as a life form with rights. And it's this marvel of technology and, and something that's like a true advancement in our civilization or a silly Mr. Gadget boy who doesn't know things and it's funny and I have a fucking spring for a penis. Boing, 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 boing. Like, they can't decide, like, what's the tone of how you treat data? Like, that, that's it's weird. You know what I mean? Or I'm like, is he a marvel or is he a fucking joke? 
<laughs> the movie struggled with that. The show does it way better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, they're trying to make it to, they're, 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 they want to do yuck em ups, you know? Mm-hmm. I would like to see him um, with a spring for penis, though. I think that'd be interesting. Like, it'd be like a polo Bang. stick. And he bounces to, uh, all around the ship. The spring actually has no function. It just makes a very comedic noise. Boing. It would be funny just to see him pelvic thrusting the deck and bouncing across the ship. Sir, to- I cannot stop it. It is out of control. He's just fucking his spring dick just leading him along. Data, this is an interesting method of travel, but I must be honest, it's going to be a bit distracting to the crew. Could we just go back to your standard form of locomotion, which is to walk? Actually, Captain, I'm rather enjoying it. <laughs> It is agreeable. So yeah. silly. You're right. The the movie struggle with the, is he a Marvel or is he a or a clown sort of, right? <laughs> right. He has like, he get- has cool moments in the show where he he there are he he is pretty funny in the show. He gets a lot of great moments. Oh, yeah. But and I think it's totally fine for an android trying to to figure out the nuances of human interaction, like getting comedy out of those moments where he doesn't understand it. Like I'm even okay with him like pushing the fucking doctor over the ship in generations, not understanding. Absolutely, humor. that's like a little extreme, but that kind of stuff. I'm like I'm okay with him fumbling to understand the nuances of of human relations. That being kind of funny, but him just having like out of nowhere silly gadget bullshit is like, come on, guys, that's a cheap joke. Yep. It should be known at this point that, you know, he does his little salsa before he goes back down. We learned that the sonar don't want to be examined, so they were confined to quarters. And that's when Picard's like, I should probably go back down to the planet to try to get some more information um, or to get laid with my <laughs> new Time to get some pus. With, with my less wrinkly face, which <laughs> is what happened. And we learn about the metaphasic radiation. We learn about the... Uh, about how it's not only halted their aging, it's it's reversed some of their ages. Um, yeah. So Jeff was once upon a time so so Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> but because of the metaphysical radiation, he went back to just so Jeff, which is kind of. I cool. used to be so 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 Jeff. Now I'm so Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's better. <laughs> it's better. Dude, and this also, like, I know we're using it to kind of emphasize that, wow, even the the crew of the Enterprise is starting to get some residual effects from the radiation. But in the space of, like, a minute and a half, we have, like, 15 jokes just fucking crammed in here. Too many. like, smooth as an android's bottom. Oh, Klingons don't do anything small, do they? Oh, Picard's fucking dancing. Cut, 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 cut. Damn, guys. Cut, 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 cut. Like Space Ghost says, cut, 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 cut. But I mean, yep. joke after joke, rat-a-tat-tat. We got to get them all in right here, evidently. Yeah. Weird. Weird script. Yep. And that's when you say, somebody's trying to take your role from you. The artificial life form is right. If it were not for Data, it is probable that you would have been relocated by now. Right? Relocated. How can we possibly defend ourselves? The moment we pick up a weapon, we become one of them. I, I guess... That ruins everything we stand for, which I don't really know. Right, but right. There's some ill-defined thing that we stand for that guns would ruin, I guess. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking vest-wearing 80s dad. <laughs> there's a really good episode in Next Gen. I believe it's called Ensigns of Command. And um, it is the Sheliak Corporate is going to remove uh, Federation people from a planet because a treaty drew line and the planet became no longer under the jurisdiction of the Federation. That's pretty fucking interesting. 
So the Federation's like, you have to leave. And they're like, we're not leaving. And Data goes down because of the radiation on the planet. Only he can go. And it's a really great episode. I highly recommend it. Season three, you know, episode that's, two. That's some good. Even just yep. the premise is more nuanced than this. Of like, Correct. All right, this is, this, is a, this, this is delicate because of political issues. I'm like, ah, yep. see, that's, that's prime Star Trek to me, damn it. Yeah, that and the Shellyak, they're very um, sort of, they're non-humanoid and they look kind of weird. They're silicon-based blob kind of monsters looking things in there, but they're very meticulous about the law. So they're like, we, in four days, we will eradicate them because they won't be in violation. And Picard's like, give me more time. And, and they're just so stubborn. And they're like, okay, well, we can't beam them off. We can't shuttle them off. We can't bring a passenger ship here and take them off world because it, because it'll take too long. It's like 15,000 people. Oh shit. Yeah. And, and data's tasked with, I have to convince them. And he struggles and he calls Picard. He's like, I, I, I can't do it. And he's like, you can fucking do it. It's awesome. It's a really good episode. I really liked it. Um, <sighs> and there's a, there's a, so much. there's a girl on the planet. That's kind of cute on data. It's cute. <laughs> like I a, like your weird fucking pasty skin. Yeah. She's like a tech girl and she's into him. <laughs> and it's nice. just awesome. Like where data's, he tries all these different methods and then like he basically assails the town square with a phaser and he like destroys a bunch of different things. He doesn't hurt anybody. And he's like, I did this to you. I'm one man with a phaser. They are coming and they will obliterate you from orbit. Like he just lays it down. He's like, you ah, do not stand nice. a chance. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. Really good Fuck. episode. Yeah. That's so good. And they kind of remind me of these people a little bit. It's like the same sort of, um, you almost say the same aesthetic. Obviously this is movie shit. So it looks better, but, you kind of get the point. It's, we're not leaving. We built this place. Like this is, you know, this matters to us. This is our home. You know what right. I mean? Like that's, and it's, and it almost becomes, I wish they would have, it's almost like they got to this point and they're like, oh fuck, we can't make allegiance again, can we? I mean, uh, engines of command again, can we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do that again. Come on. Because it would make sense to be like, but we're not leaving other than we're not going to pick up a weapon. Okay, then leave. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Fucking silly. But uh, that's when Picard says, you know, the conspirators want to keep the secrets, not only from you, but from my people as well. Mm -hmm. Which means there's a couple of pe people in the Federation proper, you know, somewhere in the Federation Council and in Daugherty. And that's what's, I guess, I mean, is Daugherty acting alone? I, I don't think he is. He claims to have orders straight from the Council, but it's okay. never really confirmed. It would have been awesome to see much. them all getting arrested at the end of this. Right. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> fucking cool, man. More than a face stretching death. That's what I mean. It would have been neat to see some of the lead up to Darty getting this approved. But it's like they don't want to tell that story. It's a movie. Yeah, shoot him up. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Shoot him all pew, up. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> but, um, there's just in other words, I think there's so much there's so much interest. I have so much interest in the whole concept of this whole movie. Um, which is why I still kind of like it. It's just a little sloppy, a little slip slop, a little slip shot, as it were. Exactly. Yeah. The con There's so many base concepts that are interesting, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't come together, right? Yeah. Uh, well, this is this is also when we get the first walk with Picard and Anji, and he's starting to fall for her. And she's, she's beautiful. Saying to you, you are not like the other Outlanders. Yep. She's a beautiful lady. Yeah, she's a good looking lady. Smash. Um. <laughs> How old is she? How old is she? 326. Nice. Oh, so nice. 
Oh, Don't gotta worry. Fuck it. There nice. ain't a planet in this universe that she's below the age of consent. Come on. Nice. <laughs> nice. Hey, real quick. Um, one of the movies bountied was the professional Leon. Fucking Natalie Portman in the movie. Yuck. <laughs> but dangerously Yuck. close to nice. <laughs> fucking putting the wig on and fucking laying down on him. Yuck. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Yuck. Ugh. Yuck. Ah, the broad in this yuck. movie? Nice. <laughs> but here, nice. <laughs> but um, this is where Picard is waxing poetic about satisfying the man's, the tyranny of the majority is basically what he's talking about. Hmm, right. I thought we learned from our mistakes. Some of us haven't. This this hurts That's Picard, it. man. This is, Picard's not gonna let this shit stand. He, he holds the Federation ideology very strong in his mind, right? Right. Or and then he's like, the idea of forced removal of a people, yes. no matter what size, what, you know, what their culture is, whatever, but forcing them off of what they call home, taking them away from that to him is, yeah, it's a form of genocide. He's like, we can't go down that path then at he, all, period. Then he does the, I'm trying to get laid thing, and he looks at a quilt, and he calls it beautiful. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Excellent craftsmanship. I mean, boy, what a quilt. I'd like to lay you down on that quilt right there. <laughs> uh, that looks like it could fit the both of us, couldn't it? Let's, <laughs> let's lay it out. Let's see. Lay it down over the mattress. We don't want to mess up the mattress. Lay it down. There it is. <laughs> and that's uh. when she's like, you know, the, the, the moment he talks about seeing home, the planet when he's in space, and blah, 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 right? <laughs> Uh, now, I, I, as a moment for Picard, I actually do like this where he's talking about that was kind of his perfect moment and uh, the most meaningful Me singular scene in his life of seeing Earth from space for the first time and seeing, you know, how pre- precious and fragile it is. Like that, that is a cool thing for him to talk about because I feel like that is a oh, part, yeah. that's a part of his morality, a part of his his ethics, the idea part of, of his seeing makeup, Earth sure. from afar and knowing how vulnerable it is and, mm. and like, maintaining these principles out of protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, that's Picard, man. That's cool. And uh, she says, are you aware of the trust you engender? And that's a nice thing for her to say to him. We know right. that that's definitely the truth about Picard, but that was a nice way to say it. <laughs> for an offlander? No, for someone so young. And then we got more sort of melodrama, but it's fine. It's it's the scene with Jordy. It's nice. I like it. Me yeah. too. It's, like, see, see that that is a, that, that, makes us go it's funny that the emotional connection to this planet and what can it do to people is is seen through Jordy and the rest of it's just kind of like goofy jokey time right because for Jordy, i mean that this is truly impactful for everybody else yeah. like, oh, i feel kind of young again <laughs> it's and like Jordy, it's like wow i'm getting something i've never ever had even once in my life that's amazing right. and it's cool to see him just sort of standing there like the, there's great shots of the sunset Although, to be honest, one thing that bugged me about this scene, this moment, like, we get this really, like, nice close-up on his face and, like, the emotion of him looking out at the sunset. But we cut to just the horizon and then back to his face, and that's it. I was like, I really wanted to see him and Picard, like, standing there together. Like, like that would be so cool for Picard to have this moment. (laughs) You know, squeezing a butt, maybe. But just, like, standing shoulder to shoulder of, like, they get to share this moment, like, you know, of, like, wow, this is the first sunrise you've ever seen, and I get to to be your friend and your captain. I'm like, ah, that would have been cool, but eh, whatever. <laughs> Just another nitpick. You got it. When it rains, you fucking pose, mate. You fucking pose on me. But and the then. but the sonar show up, and they got some badass looking ships, and they ships show up in look, force. Boy, you, 
You know it's a bad guy ship, but everything's fucking knives. The whole ship looks like a Dude, knife. It's a fucking <laughs> knife ship. I love it. Fucking sword ship. It does look cool, though. I'm it looks like board. a flying batlass, doesn't it? That's yeah, actually, yeah, that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, it looks like fucking flying Klingon blades. <laughs> Dude, when your it. navy looks like flying Klingon weapons, it's awesome. That's pretty kick ass. It's pretty awesome when you have ships a- shaped like <laughs> Klingon killing weapons. That is a navy made for genocide, baby. <laughs> Come on. Hell yeah. You gotta put it to use. Genocide. Oh, fuck these greedy 600 cunts. You can <laughs> share, okay? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be genocide uh, if you don't get on the fucking hollow ship okay oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> just love the idea of an alternative version where Picard is like he like sees the oh, actually this could benefit so many more people than these greedy non-TV owning fucks and he's just down <laughs> on the ship like down on the planet pointing phases at them screaming frothing at the mouth get on the ship I could just see him beaming down there and they're like oh we don't have TVs and he's like understood uh, begin transporting <laughs> Like, I've Beam heard enough about these fucking pretentious jerk-offs. Start the process. It's fine. <laughs> We're taking all of it. But um, this is a, a great moment where he's like, we found the hollow ship. Now, this is cool. This is a cool turn. That is it. Picard basically just saying, I know what's going on here. Right. And a nice little gross moment with uh, Ruatha, too. No! My zip busted. <laughs> Fucking gross. Their whole race is gross. Yeah. But uh it's a cool it's a cool scene. I like this. We found the hollow ship. And um yeah. The entire mission has been one Federation blunder after another. He's just talking frankly in front of Picard. And that's when he just says, You will return my men, or this alliance will end with the destruction of your ship. Awesome. Pretty good bad guy shit. That's I'm awesome. On board with that. Yeah, yeah, because now, because put yourself, that's what I did a lot in this movie. I was like, try to think of this from Rafo's position. Like, okay, this Doherty is an incompetent, annoying old man. He's pissing me off. This is not <laughs> going smoothly. Now we got the Enterprise here. Now we have Picard here, this fucking shining white knight asshole. First, he's got his fucking robot down here fucking everything up. Now he's not <laughs> leaving or returning my men. This is bullshit. Right. And that's when Darty says, oh, you're looking well-rested. And he's like, I won't let you move them. I will take this to the council. And he says, I'm acting on orders from the council, which as you already mentioned. How can it be in order to abandon the prime directive? To which he brings up, it doesn't apply. They're not indigenous to this planet. They were never which, meant to be immortal. We're simply restoring them to their natural evolution. Who the hell are we to determine the next course of evolution for these people? Uh, and see, okay, I can get behind the prime directive not applying in the sense of we don't have to worry about not making ourselves seen to them and shit. Sure. But at the end of the day, I'm like, it, just because the prime directive of not interfering with their culture or making ourselves appear to them, that doesn't apply. But that doesn't mean you get to just decide what you do with them. Like, I'm okay, we're just going to take them away now. Right. What? Yeah, it becomes, it becomes a really interesting diplomatic position. Because, okay, there's this group of people that we've discovered that live within Federation borders. They're not part of the Federation, so to speak, because they're not a member world, right? Right. So now that we've discovered them and we see this, the, the possible benefits of what their planet has to offer, I could really see a Federation council going, we're going we're gonna to harvest this stuff. We've got to figure something out here. Maybe well, not getting in bed with the Sona publicly, 
And that's probably how this mission came to be. But I'm just saying in the larger course of things, once this place is discovered, it's going to become, it's going to become a political and diplomatic battle, I think, within the Federation chambers. You know, I agree in one sense, but one thing just kind of dawned on me. Like the thing that Doherty says of like the prime directive here doesn't apply. Well, okay. So why? Yeah, that's irrelevant. But, but law, but right. So no, no, no. I'm saying, why don't you just go to the Baku and try to talk to them? I get the sense that that never happened, that they've only been interacting with the Sonat. I'm like, why didn't you send a delegation? Like we talked about earlier. Like I said that at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You could send one straight to them because you already know the prime director Mm -hmm. doesn't apply and they understand technology. So why didn't you try that (laughs) ever? Right. Silly. That's what I was saying. Like, what was there a reason? I, I think, yeah. Th- so to, to kind of back this thing up, mm. they, they never, they were cloaked because they were engaged. They were trying to, they were basically engaging in some sort of illegal tech, illegal activity. Darty knew that they had warp capability. He already knows the story because he's been conferring with Ruafa, whereas right. Picard didn't, which is why when Data went on the mission, Picard probably, Picard and Data didn't realize that about these people. No, not at all. Doherty knew, and everyone else there probably knew. I don't know if I don't know if the attaché that's with Doherty knows, but they must. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because he's like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna. But I'm, I'm just like, how did Doherty come under the like sway of Rotha? I'm like, why did how, did it never cross their mind? Like, well, let's just maybe we could maybe the Baku people would be amenable to the idea of, hey, can we find a way to harvest this and we find you another planet similar to this one and you still can have the 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 chemical that we harvest from this stuff to keep you alive forever. Mm-hmm. but it'll just be in a different world. It'll just be in a different place. Maybe right. they could work that out. I'm like, why didn't you just, I don't know. Isn't the fucking Federation about diplomacy? Right. That's what that's, we, we kind of, we kind of brushed on this in the beginning. You would yeah. think Darty would have done this kind of thing where he goes, okay, first of all, he's a Starfleet admiral. It's really hard in the Star Trek universe for an admiral to be this evil monster, which is why when movies <laughs> do it, I I'm get, saying. I kind of get mad. Yeah. I, yeah. Unless they're being controlled or whatever, but whatever, fine. I, I could see, you know, somebody going rogue. They're, they got PTSD like Maddox does when he wastes all the Cardassians in Next Gen and they have to go after him. That's cool. <laughs> but like, Darty's, you go to the Federation Council and you go, here's what the Sonar are offering. Number one, they're going to they're going to discontinue their Ketracel White stuff. There which I don't know if the Sonar would agree to because then if the Dominion goes after them, they're pretty fucked. <laughs> so True. I don't know if that's an option, but let's just pretend it is. We're going to stop. They're going to stop producing Ketracel White. Cool. Number two, they are going to share this technology with us because it's amazing and we're all going to double our lifespan. It's going to really alter the Federation in just a couple of generations. Imagine that. We'll, we'll be as long-lived as the Vulcans. It might even change our, our whole evolution. There's that. And number three, these people are just going to live out natural lifespans and, and die like anyone else will, which is funny because it's funny that they say that that's, it's almost like once we get this and the sonar help us get this, we're going to give the technology right back to them, kind of, right? Like, I don't think words, they what, say that, but it's it's easily to infer. Because I'm like, right. well, if you make this technology massively why are available they, now. Why are they, right, right. Why so, wouldn't you hide it? <laughs> correct, right. So my point is, is if you can remanufacture this technology, why would the Baku have to suffer other than they have to leave the planet? Right. They don't even have I, to leave the planet, do they? 
See, you know, Doherty. Well, no, they do. They do. They do have to leave the planet. They do talk about once the the only the only way they can harvest the chemical from the rings. The process of doing it will poison the planet and make it like unlivable for a couple decades. Okay, awesome. So, so here's what we promise in our delegation to you: Number one, you, you can stay in a planet in Federation space. Number two, we will make traveling there off limits outside of you requesting help from us. Mm-hmm. So no travelers, no merchants, no smugglers. There's a million fucking planets, okay? No problem. We're going to relocate you to a planet just like this. Lush, beautiful, suck my dick sideways. You might have to kill a couple Ewoks to make space, but it's going to be tremendous. That's, that's fine. And you don't, And you know what? We're going to restore this stuff to you because once they start manufacturing it, clearly we're going to give it back to you. Mm-hmm. Like you'd almost think, here's a diplomatic package coming in here. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm like, th- th- to me, the root of Star Trek, and the thing that makes it different from uh, most other sci-fi is how it's not so much about the weapons and the war and the fight. It's like the diplomacy. Like the how can we how can we find a rational way of like presenting a, a, a different option, a, say a peaceful option. And I'm like, there seem like there are peaceful options here, like a lot. Right. I'm like, my, that is silly. Here's my guess. Because when the Sona approaches Doherty, they do not want it to be that big of a thing. We've already learned that the Sona are not exactly, quote, good guys. I mean, they, they mass produce a, a, a narcotic that's kind of frowned upon. They, they, are, they are not considered, I, I, guess, I guess they're considered allies of the Federation, though, based on what we just heard. This well, yes, now they are new, right? new allies, yeah. All right, so, fuck, if the Sona is allies, so if... Yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't. That's what I mean. Can we can we cross examine it? Can we sort of workshop it to where it doesn't make sense, and then workshop it to where it does make sense? You know, <laughs> indeed. So it's <laughs> this is funny shit to do, but yeah, it's it's funny when you think about it because what you could do is you could just be like, all right, so maybe Ruafa has an axe to grind with these people, and these people were exiled, and after they were exiled. They started to age rapidly, and now they finally have the technology to come back, and they have been waiting a long time for this revenge, and they've aged, and they've died, and and you sent us out here, and it'd be cool if it, you could make you could make Ruaf and the Sona a little more menacing, but also a little more understandable. Yeah. Do you yeah. see what I mean? First of all, don't make them an ally of the Federation. Maybe they're neutral. And they could just be like, maybe Rafa's like, I'm going to eradicate these people now that I have the means and I'm taking the planet back and I'm going to fucking live forever. Fuck these people. <laughs> there we go. Right. And, and, uh, you know, you could, you could have done a thing where it's like, maybe, maybe Darty finds out and he finds himself kind of caught in the middle. And I don't know. It, it almost becomes Darty doesn't, it almost becomes like unnecessary for the conspiracy part of it. Like if the more you walk it back, the more you, I mean, we're just kind of script doctoring now, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. By the way, I just, I just, I forgot about this. He posted it again. Uh, Mr. George Eby wrote an interesting uh, little article basically on looking, looking back on Star Trek insurrection that is on Liberty street Uh And that is on his retro time, uh, like blog. Yep. I'm reading through some of this here. Probably I'll talk about talk about more of it at the end because I think there's he he goes into good detail on some of the the original ideas for the movie that right. I think would be fun to talk about. Right. You did you read it? Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. So yeah, it's um. So obviously, once he threatens 
once he threatens Picard, Picard's like, well, mm-hmm. and that's when uh, Darty just says, I'm ordering you. That's it. I'm ordering you away. Because Picard's like, I'm taking this up the chain. He's like, how am I going to be in order to abandon the prime directive and all the shit we've already talked about? Yeah. And he's pretty, and Doherty's just pretty much like, oh, file any protest you want. I don't care. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me. But you are ordered away. We'll be able to use a rate for billions of people, this radiation, mm-hmm. including them. So just ask yeah. them to move. Just ask. Just Wait. talk. <laughs> that's the craziest. That's, that's where the movie kind of just falls right on its face. Because yeah. you go down to these very peaceful people. And you go, hi, peaceful, reasonable people. How would you feel about sharing this with everyone in the Federation? Hmm. Can we also tell them that we don't own televisions? You absolutely can. Okay. Right. Would the Baku be so opposed to to being relocated to help billions of people? Probably not. They'd probably feel good about it. Absolutely. Whoops. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. Whoopsies. So many problems I can just be solved with talking. Actually, you know, now, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it is a good representation of reality because of so, so many wars that could have been avoided by like, hey, can we talk first for a second? Can we, can we just actually uh, talk about what's happening before we start shooting each other? Right. Uh, and that's fuck. the thing. Like, you don't think Rafa could have been convinced of this? If they're allies of the Federation, we know that there's, you know, there's got to be some reason. There's got to, they're not total maniacs we i mean we see the guy trade at the end and how often does the federation play mediator between two conflicting sides and Mm -hmm. they work out the resolution like instead of just siding with one of the sides right silly right well there's the the, there's also the it's not a neutral location this is the federation stuff so they kind of get the say that's true that's again that works even further against the movie that's what i'm saying you guys you guys have the leverage like it's Mm -hmm. you it's you're in charge yeah yeah Nah, that's why that's why Rafa kind of loses his mind here because time is of essence because he knows you know if the Federation send a flea here he's fucked so he's gotta yeah. he starts having to act quickly and there's communication issues and all this bullshit but but yeah you you don't think they'd be like look we're gonna Sona gonna help us do this they would probably I don't know I feel like you could I guess if you want to get cute the Baku would probably be like well the Sona are terrible then that's what that's what I mean you got to make them a little more evil but then yeah. But if you do that, then why are we allies with them? You know, it's just, it gets a little, there are, too, there are, there are interconnected things that have to maintain. Um, right. But it, too it many is. complicated ideas bouncing around and having to balance with each other. It just yep. ah, it makes it, makes it not quite work. I just don't see why everyone, everyone wins if they just go to the diplomacy table. <laughs> right. Ruafo gets what he wants. <sighs> Jesus. Everybody because gets he, what they want. Because he doesn't want to just eradicate them. He's not happy mm. with them. But he doesn't want to eradicate them. He's made that clear. Yeah. Because he yeah. could have. He could have flown he, his fleet in there, fucking iced the planet from orbit, and then just started this process and hoped right. to get away before the Federation responded. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> exactly. didn't want to do that, but we also see that he's not entirely unwilling. Like, right. I mean, he's, he's looking he at- He starts wasting a lot of them. Dude, you're the leader of these people. He's starting to see the- He's He sees the end in sight. They're infertile. They can't- You know, he's motivated. Right. Oh, yeah. He's a motivated dude. But it's like, dude, everyone go to the diplomacy table. You're going to get what you want. Federation get what they want. Baku kind of get the worst of the deal, but they are still going to get what they want, and they're still going to have a beautiful planet all themselves. You just have to give them a planet. Mm -hmm. It can be a moon. It's only 600 fucking swinging dicks. That's it. You're going to move them all off with a kind of a mid-sized vessel. (laughs) You know, It's not like you're not going to find a place for these people that's equally as beautiful. 
<laughs> Fucking beam him no, to Montana. I do. I do enjoy the uh, the comp again. As far as a villain goes, I do mm-hmm. enjoy Rafa just at, because of F. Murray Abraham's performance. Yeah, he's awesome. And I like him just being like, once he's done with the ruse, like, I like how he's not even angry. He's not like, ah, oh, they figured us out and damn it, they're ruining our plans. He's like, ah, don't even worry about the hollow ship anymore. Fuck it. We can just make it easier. We're going to round him up in a day or two. Moving on. Like, I don't give a shit. Yep. That's something I enjoy about the villain. Right. Because even like, the cards like, oh, why don't they put a planet down here? Oh, the 10 years thing. Yeah. Now you're thinking, start talking. Start talking. And that's just Kitty like, no, no talking. Let's just do it. <laughs> how can we have space weapons and killing each other if we talk yeah but this is where we get a moment of doubt from the guy and then um so and then we get this moment where they all go down to talk to picard so is this it? is a major movie fuck up as far as i'm concerned i actually love this scene but there is kind of a major fuck up here Ooh, do tell so in this scene i was watching it today picard's got his cute little jacket on sexy everyone that ends up going down to the planet is wearing plain clothes and the two people Picard thinks to keep behind are wearing uniforms. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's a huge fuck up movie. That's true. Right? That is goddamn. Now you say it, it's so obvious. It's so <laughs> obvious. I thought of that today. I was watching it. I was like, why is Riker, first of all, the Deep Space Nine uniforms are my favorite. They're fucking amazing. They look so good. They're yeah. so sick. Especially la- those last seasons, the way they did the colors on the shoulders and then the color of the department you were in that was an undershirt. Yeah, it looks so that. slick and the collar pops. My my favorite uniform outside of Rafa Khan uniforms. Oh, yeah, I really like old school uniforms too. Man. But dude, yeah, the shoulder, the shoulder design, and then the the, yeah. the black uniform underneath. I think uh, is so much more official looking uh, too. It does, it's, it's so sick. It's fucking cool. But yeah, it's like because it, there's the cut where them walking away wearing like this is just sloppy sort of like right production. Like, if they were all going to go knowing that oh, it looks like he's mounting a, a you know a outside of the law rebellion to go down there, and we should put on plain clothes, then they should have all been wearing plain right, clothes. right. Because they clearly all said, we got to confront the captain. Uh, yeah. Jordy, why don't you keep on your duty uniform and so will I, because he'll probably make us stay behind. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I guess movie. they were just anticipating it. That's just kind of goofy. It's goofy. I did not I did not think about that at all. That's so funny, though. You're right. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Well, um, uh, we get more lookings on the bad guys, right? Oh, yeah. Talking about like, the oh. injector that will harvest the, the chemical from from the rings. It works perfectly in every simulation. Right. And that's when, um, what's his name? Gallatin or something? Mm-hmm. He says one of their support craft went to the surface. And they're like, fuck. What? Now that's if Mar- now, now Murav was pissed. We don't oh, be waiting yeah. until morning. Take the shuttles and get everyone off the surface tonight. Tonight. And he even says, this is the point where he's like, if any, if Picard or any of his men get in your way, Destroy eliminate them. them. Right. Absolutely. That's a brilliant plan. <laughs> if you don't care, like if you see past the morality of it, if you're a bad guy, that's a perfect plan because yeah. there's no communication in the Briar Patch. By the time we get what we want, we'll be long fucking gone and fuck the treaty. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a shit. We'll, we'll fucking vanish. Yeah. Data saying lock and load. What'd you think of that? It's Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's all right. So it's it's a little silly, but it's more fun silly than some of the other shit. Correct. If yeah. it wasn't a if it wasn't teeming with if it wasn't teeming with uh, you know silliness already, <laughs> like punch up hopes, like ah, oh, we gotta we gotta make it funnier. Yeah. Uh, uh, transport inhibitors. That's cool. 
Yes. Now those, that is a cool idea. The idea of they, they can put this kind of like blanket, this energy blanket over the, where they are to keep transporters, long range transporters from targeting anyone. Right. It's fucking cool. And so also dude, one of the things I don't, I, so there's, I do have questions about the plan. So we got to talk about this plan, but go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's a brief thing, but it, that moment when Picard has the, uh, the big trunk, he opens up full of the actual phaser rifles. Tell you. Yeah. That any time a phaser rifle appeared on the series, my kid brain was always like, oh, this shit's going down. Like, this is a <laughs> phaser rifle episode. Hell yes. Like, this is some combat we're getting ready to see. Because even when they would go to all-the-way missions, they usually just bring phaser pistols. It's fine. But when they break out the rifles, I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was always my fucking thing as a kid watching this shit. Yep. But no, yeah, their plan, uh, by the way, hey, I think they stole their plan from the Taliban playbook. Like, let, We're just going to head into the mountains <laughs> and hide in a cave until all this shit blows over. Hope they don't have daisy cutters. <laughs> Fucking bunker busters. <laughs> Fucking J-dams. <laughs> <laughs> the Sonar definitely have some J-dam shit that can get you with. Yeah, too bad it's only 400 years in the future and technology has advanced way more. Especially the sonar fucking weapon tech is gross, man. Gross, because they have no morals. They don't give a fuck. Subspace, baby. Rip them exactly. apart. Rip them up. <laughs> Rip them up. <laughs> but yeah, they, they essentially want to hide in the caves uh, because they will not. Because uh, the weird thing about this yes, plan is that yes. he's. Let's talk about the plan. He, well, he, what I find most odd about it, uh, and it, it feels a little unlike Picard because I think Picard is smarter than this, is he's still relying on Federation. Uh, basically federation morality he's like he's relying on his alliance with ruafa for him to not just start wasting people right but he's hiding he's he's almost like okay well the federation is still involved and they won't start this plan unless the planet is uninhabited so as long as it's inhabited with the people they won't do a thing and i'm like that's pretty fucking naive of you to just assume that nothing will happen as long as the people are still on the planet. Well, no, yeah, he's assuming, that's that's what I mean. I, I could see assuming the Federation won't do anything terrible. Yeah. That makes so sense, like, yeah, of that's, course. You're probably right. But, but, but this is where, and that's what I mean. Some of this is a little ill-defined. Like You've already had Ruatha threaten to destroy your correct. ship. Like, you know they're committed to violence. Correct. A hundred fucking percent. And I'm like, that's, that's done. So when <laughs> you, I was about, you don't hold out that hope. <laughs> when I was about to say ill-defined, I was dead wrong. Cause I forgot about that very important line. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where he's like, I'll blow up your whole ship and kill everyone. I will destroy the enterprise. Oh, you don't think I'll kill 600 of these fucking, you know, these guys. Who he's got a fucking hard on to kill. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's totally so, willing to. Why don't they, why don't they just, you know, it's like, we're going to, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking silly. what's he gonna do so what does picard do in this situation like shit what are we gonna do i think he thinks they're in real danger no definitely but i don't know i mean i feel like beam him to the fucking because he sent the enterprise away that's a problem man so like you're gonna go okay picard. oh yeah we didn't talk picard, about that we didn't picard. talk about it he sends jordy and and Riker away on the enterprise right. to get out of the um the briar to patch send so a they can make contact with the actual uh, federation council correct so they are gone. They are way out of communication range for them. They are truly on their own out here. Right, right. So I'm like, yeah, you don't got no backup. You don't got no nuke them from orbit on your side. Right, exactly. It, it becomes really dicey. It becomes like a oof. Because so, basically their whole plan is to just hold out yeah. long enough for the Federation <laughs> uh, to yeah. send you know, backup, basically, or, or cut down this plan from, from the council. And there is really no plan. That's another yeah. problem. It's like, 
it's like we're gonna beam down to the surface and uh um we're gonna hold out with phaser cave. rifles against the sonar weapons tech that are gonna obliterate us from orbit okay <laughs> i hope there's like, mountains yeah, like, oh there are mountains that's where we'll go like because the mean, sonar are the most dangerous kind of enemy in that they're on a timeline and they are desperate. So right. if if you're just hoping to run out the clock, they also know about the clock and they're like you've already said, like they'd be willing to just smash them to hell from orbit at a certain point because they don't care. Right. Yeah. Ugh, silly. Yeah, it's it it is a little weird. So you're in a tough spot. Like, do you keep the enterprise there and try to beam people to the enterprise to keep them safe? Then you're almost kind of doing their job for them. Like, what do you do? Like, you have to do something if you're Picard. Yeah. God, if I can do something. I don't, I don't know what a good plan here would be. Cause you, like you've already said, like we've sent away the enterprise. We've sent away our only backup. So I'm like, I don't know. Like there's no way to defend from their position. Right. I don't know. Yeah, almost like get in the hollow ship and just run away with it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's it's funny. I thought about that. It's almost like it, it's like they're it's like a weird rules that they're playing with because so you got these people on the planet that you want to keep on the planet so they can't do the terrible thing, but then it's like you're gonna. I guess Picard is under the assumption that they're not going to kill them, but that they will try to take them off world, which is precisely what they do. Which is weird because he did just threaten their ship, right? Right. That's what I mean. Like, this goes back to what you are saying before. A lot of this is sort of a mess. I threaten yeah. the Enterprise and Picard goes, well, we need to get these people out of the village because they're probably going to start beaming people off the fucking planet. Now they're going to just forcibly do it because the cat's out of the bag. Or right. they may just start blowing people away. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what Ruoff was going to do when he, if he, if, say Ruoff like, gets his plan, what's he going to do? Beam as far them all as beaming off. all the people away. Yeah. Right. Because I think he's going to get pushback from his crew to just annihilate these people. See, that's another problem. A with dynamic this that's missing, right? We see. We only really see it embodied with Gallatin, who has this kind of like Correct. change of heart and this concern. But I'm like, all of your crew, all of them are directly, we're not talking about, oh, we're, we, you know, we share a family lineage. No, no, no. You are direct <laughs> children of these people. Like, right. you are killing your literal mothers and fathers. Like, there is going to be right. pushback. Like, there's right. just, I cannot imagine a way that everybody's like, oh, yeah, genocide of my literal family, mother, father, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews. Yeah, just kill them. Fuck it. Like, there should have been, there should have been more pushback. They should have given that to Ruafa as well. Wait, how do you mean? Like, he should have had somebody that he was literally connected to on the planet that caused uh, pause. Oh, dude, that's right? such a good point. Yeah. Dude, that's, that, oh, that would have been really good. The idea yeah. that he has, like, a lost love that he forgot about or, you know, d- just wasn't thinking of or Hell his, yeah. you know, brother or some shit. Like, yeah. some important person. His father, his parents or something. A something. mother or a, a father would be cool. Yeah, like, do that. And 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 have him and, and that could cause some of a father the, who looks younger than him. <laughs> that's some good shit. Come on, that's some good shit. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood, can I have a screenwriter job now? <laughs> See, I have that. Just give it to me. I earned it. I think. We <laughs> I'm a millennial. I earned it. We fixed your dumb movie in an hour and fifty <laughs> minutes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you could have done. They, they, they are just a connection there. But yeah, it's fine. The injector performs perfectly in every simulation. Sir, as Enterprise left over, one of their support craft went down to the surface. We've already done that. But this is where they are like, okay. Picard's like, okay, here's the plan, everybody. Crash course. Run to the caves. (laughs) 
Then what? Uh, that's it. Hold out. I guess Picard Stay just there. thinks. Picard's thinking, if I can keep these people from getting transported off the service because I don't think Roth is going to kill them, and I can hold out in the caves long enough until Riker gets help to come here and fucking straighten this thing out. That's that's what I think Picard thinks. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's he not just completely wants- unreasonable. No. He just wants to run out the clock, but yeah, he wants it's, to run it's still out a the risky clock. gambit because we've talked about he, he's underestimating the desperation of Ratha. Right, but he can't do anything else. So I'm, I'm going to give him a pass. I'm, I'm going to give the plot a pass here. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I guess right? that's fair. I mean, What's he going to do? Right. He's got to do something. He, there's no enterprise. You're on a planet. You go to the natural cover. That's all you really have. Yeah. But yeah. dude, when they start strafing and hitting the place, I'm like, wait a minute. Holy Again. shit, are they trying to kill us? Like, that's the other thing I didn't love about this moment was, why are they doing strafing runs? <laughs> right? Ah, uh, fucking weird. That's just, because, that's, they can't that's decide whether movie. They're gonna, it's a movie. It's almost like, either kill them all, because that Correct. would be fucking easier, Correct. or find a way to beam them all up. Like, right. it's kind of like they're doing a mishmash of like, ah, sh- just start shooting, but also beam some when you can. Like right. it's fucking weird. It's a real also, lazy genocide. You also, guys are by on right the now. way, this fucking alliance is over. Oh, you yeah. can't loose weapons on a planet we own. Also, Look. you know one one thing that's actually conspicuously odd and and funny now in the year twenty nineteen. Watching this movie because this is set in the distant future, but technology is so beyond what we have now. Mm-hmm. Is no one recording video of any of this? Like. Fuck the council. Like, you could just go public. What is, I don't know, what's Federation TMZ? You fucking beam them a video of of the sonar blasting a bunch of innocent people on a planet. Like, yeah, there's, they're fucking doing you, this out here, by the way. They can't. Our, that's the communication. That's the briar patch. Well, but I'm saying they could still record it to where it's like, oh, that's oh, something that course. you have in your back pocket for like, even if the council's like, ah, we don't care. We're going to turn a blind eye. You'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to make this public information for the entire Federation. And then we'll see how long your alliance lasts now. Yeah, that like, I'm sure most of this is actually recorded on some level. They you see that a lot way, right? in the TV show. Right. I feel like they, they recorded shit. Miss Carrie yeah. in the chat, that's Davon Phasers. He's new. <laughs> He's ah, he just got silly. You got a boner for phasers. You can't stop him. Yeah. That's where you embrace <laughs> the off because it will give you a Dia Federation new life. That's Dia. Like this is good shit by F. Murray Abraham. Too bad the dialogue is kind of I like Look, the Federation's old. In the last 24 months, you've been challenged by every major quadrant in the galaxy. The Borg, the Cardassians, the Dominion, they all smell the scent of death on the Federation. That's Good why. villain speech. I yeah. enjoy the villain speech. He's great. He's a solid actor. And He's he like, gets- oh, and if they, if they find out that your valiant Captain Picard is saving the people from these horrible attacks, your politicians will waver the opinion polls. <laughs> like, ah, that's good shit. Hell that's yeah. good shit. Good villain shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I like him. That's why I like this guy. It's right. these moments especially. You know, Federation politicians will waver. Your Federation opinion <laughs> polls will open up public debate. Your Federation oh, yeah. allies will want their say. Need I go on? So right. good. Uh, and you know, as much as we dogged on it, which I still really don't like, but we dogged on the whole... Angie just fucking sl- uh, slows down time because she's an X-Man, I guess. Well, before uh, that, I just want to m- make a note that G- G- Gallatin is the one who comes up with the um, the tags, which shows that Ruaf is still prepared not to slaughter them. Like, he still accepts this as something. And it's right. cool. Like, it, it's cool that he does that. That's, that's what I mean. Like, he's interesting. He's not just like, ah, kill them all, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's fair because I mean, it would be ridiculous for him to just be hard on, ready to slaughter them outright. Maybe, but we don't really see why he wouldn't. That's why I mean, he, we could have used a connection on the planet. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, still at the end of the day, knowing that like he, you are descended directly from these people. Yeah, and they're an ally of the, it's, it's of like, the Federation. Yeah, that makes sense. You're right. You're right. It's just like God, I guess we don't. It's weird. Yeah, it's true. But um. But dude, I do like fucking smooth operator Picard here. How is it that you're never married? Don't mm. tell me you just haven't gotten around to it. Nice. Fucking good shit. Knows mm. it. He knows how to get in there. So explain to me Worf's puberty. <sighs> they just wanted to make a puberty joke, man. <laughs> they just wanted to make a fuck puberty joke. They wanted to make a Pon Far joke in their next gen movie. Because uh, I mean, everybody, I guess everybody's getting younger it's a regression and, yeah and they're getting these like teenage feelings but i'm like is it literally regressing you into a child or are you just getting younger no, and no, more like not vital? as a child no but but like why would he be having puberty problems yeah like you know he, what I mean? why is he going back that far it's just dumb that's sloppy it's, writing that's, that's slu- like they wanted to make the joke so bad they're like ah, just fuck it we won't think about it yeah uh, like there's that moment. Do you know that it's the only on it. time that Klingon puberty was ever discussed was because of this movie. Oh God, yeah. Because there's, there's, there's a there's a let me just finish this real quick. There's a memory alpha in entry. Jaktala was a phase <laughs> in a Klingon's maturation, roughly analogous to puberty. Although according to John Link Picard, that word hardly does it justice. Its effects include accelerated hair growth, mood swings, increased aggressive tendencies, odd cravings for the blood of the live colar. I mean, it's just line for line in the movie. And the appearance of porches <laughs> on the Klingon's phase. 2375, the metaphasic radiation from the Baku planet's rings caused Lieutenant Commander Worf to re-enter Jacques Tala. Jacques Tala. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Lieutenant Commander Dude. Worf, he got promoted. That's right. In generations. Um, but there's that moment earlier where Doherty's talking to, to Picard. And that's where he's talking about the whole thing. He's like, you know, we can, we can harvest this and it'll be fine. And he's like, well, how, is there no other way? And he's like, we've had all our best scientists try to figure out, don't ask me any questions about how it works. Said yeah, the screenwriter exactly. to the audience. Yeah. I thought that too. <laughs> or I'm like, okay, <laughs> really, really hard hand wave right there. Like, stop, stop asking questions. Don't interrogate me on this. Ah. Yeah, it's funny because it's it's sad that you get movie hand wave bullshit because one of the things the show is always pretty earnest about is trying to walk is to, to try to drill down a solution to the problem, right? Like whereas really like figure the out movies you always never quite feel like they're drilling down the plot to something that they can solve. It's always like, oh, here's a situation, quick, do the cinematic thing, you know. Right. It's not like, how do we fix this as an intelligent and sophisticated crew? It's annoying. Yeah. I'm like, Dr- um, just uh, drill down a little more. I like the drones. I like um, I like that we have a little uh, starship engagement. Right. That they, they discovered mm. the two Sona ships are on an intercept course. Yep. They managed to get them to the caves and, and all this bullshit. And then... Um, there's the and I mean, cave-in. It's, it's cool to see Riker take, you know, command as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. I actually like the space battle. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's good. I hate the joystick. It's stupid. <laughs> dude. Wicked you know, stupid. It's, I, I'll say, the joystick It's such itself, an advanced ship. Come on, dude. <laughs> Do you know how these I, things are piloted? You're going to use a fucking stick? I'm not even as bothered by the joystick itself. Like the idea of a manual control. Be, all right, we have to, I'm going to control it with my hand. What bothers me is, <laughs> dude. We've seen it a million times when the fucking 
Starship Enterprise starts getting attacked, even the bridge gets tossed around and people falling down all the time. Are you going to tell me you're going to relinquish it, all the automatic controls to one guy who has no seatbelt or harness or anything to stand here and hold the fucking joystick? Hope hope there's no turbulence. Hope you don't get hit at all in this engagement and the guy with the hand on the stick falls down. <laughs> like, what? Like, if they had a whole harness console and, like, a double-handed joystick thing, I'd be like, okay, cool. But just, like, I'm just going to stand here and hope everything goes fucking swell. That's silly. That's real silly. It's a bit silly, mate. It's a bit silly. But um, Stephanie Stephanie Nisnik plays Perim. That's the name of the um, cheetah face. Yeah, that's the trill. Trill. That's right, dude. She gives Riker a look when he says we're gonna ram it, and she's like, "I don't want you to ram me, dude." Mm, I like that. Boldness. I'm not joking. Oh, I'm looking to for shove it, now. it down the Sona's throat. And she's like, oh, yeah, nice. my throat. Mm, I hope you do. <laughs> Abuse my face. That's what I want. Abuse it. Mm. <laughs> as long as it feels good for you, baby. And, um, yeah, they ramscoop their way out of danger. They do indeed. They blow their own warp core. They do. But they don't destroy the ship, do they? No, they just eject yeah, the warp core. Yeah, because people were like, oh, they destroyed another Enterprise on the Facebook group. I was like, oh, did they? They just dropped nah, the Nah, they core. didn't. It gets pretty fucking damaged, but uh, they just yeah, they, it's going to have to get towed out of there. They're going to have to bring a warp core to it. It's not going. It can't right. go to warp. It's stuck. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely stuck. But but they um, I'm, I mean, what what else do we have to discuss? This dumb fucking magic <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, Angie gets crushed by a rock, um, but she lives. Yeah, yeah, no, it happens. It happens. They have a. Ground assault happens. Uh, you know, we get some guy, and I like you said earlier. They I get do like bags. The- they get caught. That's cool. I like that. I like that we get to see this group of people. Like Darty's like order them to surrender, and I promise you won't be court martialed. <laughs> oh. We'll see who's being court martialed. Mm, check out my fucking veiny guns. <laughs> it's in great <laughs> shape in this movie, huh? Dude, he's looking fucking good. And that's when um, Rafa comes in, all fucking indignant. The Enterprise destroyed one of my ships. Yeah, you think randomly, boss? <laughs> yeah, we just went after him for no reason. But yeah, this is the the moment, the schism between even Doherty and the, the Sonar. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, that's it, we're going to go ahead and launch the injector. And he's like, no, you're not going to do that. Doesn't yep. care. Fuck it. Apparently it will uh, devastate the entire system, destroy all life. So that's a factor. There you go. And this is also the moment where Picard learns and reveals to Doherty that the Sona and the Baku are the same race. Mm-hmm. And it was and only 100 they, years ago they split, by the way, which is kind of peanuts. Yeah, right? Yeah, compared to them. Right. Especially um, since the girl's 300, so she lived through it. Exactly. Yeah, they, they remember this. Right. They remember some of them. You're Rotin, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Those uh, names, those children are gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> it brought us into the middle of a blood feud, Admiral. <laughs> and as much as I love Rotha fucking smashing on Doherty and I do not take orders from you, that shit, ah, so good. We've already talked about it. Silly fucking death for Doherty. Don't like it. So Galadin seems to not know this. He he seems surprised by this information. Surprised by the, them being the same? Yes. I didn't catch that. Because yeah, that's it, asinine. If that's it, the truth. It's utterly is. asinine. I think Rafa knows, but I feel like Gladden's like, whoa, he's having like a oh shit moment. God, you're right. They do cut to his face and he's like, oh. Like that should be no surprise. You remember. Mm-hmm. 
There's even an earlier line in the movie where Ratha is kind of, you know, encouraging him. He's like, remember what they did to us. Like, you know, steal yourself. Yep. If, if we even, have to, even if we have to kill them all, remember what they did to us. Like, he was there. They've established that. Yeah. Silly. Silly. That's dumb. That's dumb. Bad maybe I'm, maybe he's just doing poor acting and I don't know what he's doing. Right. Yeah, well, like, the, the choice to cut to his face seems like that was very intentional deliberate. in the script. Like, that's not just for his performance. Like, we're cutting to his reaction shot of him like, <gasps> like that's not a surprise to you. Stop it. Yeah. But this, the, I do. Oh, they have like a showdown. The, do you the, have a problem with the order? And he's like, may I talk to you alone? Deploy yeah. the collector. And I do is, like the setup here for, for Galatin's, Gal- Galatin, what the fuck ever. Galatin Galatin's turning. St- uh, because when he's like, you, you do realize that the, the section of the ship that we're going to have all of the Baku people is is not safe from the thermolytic ra- radiation. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Like, I don't give a fuck. I know. I don't care. And that's where he's like, oh, you're just going to kill them all, aren't you? Like, we're and not relocating. And, and that's when we get more, like, kind of contradicting dialogue where he's like, you hated them more than anyone. He but says why that about did he see, Yeah. Why did we see him so surprised then? Yeah. Again, that's. Schlappe, schlappe, schlappe fest. Fucking dumb. <laughs> be angry. Anyway, the plan is um, Picard makes a uh, a persuasion role, a critical success, you'd say. Dude, an absolutely critical <laughs> one because outside of this, what was your fucking plan? They lost. <laughs> they would just lose. They live. They live. Movie but the over. Back, yeah, movie over, and anyone left on the surface is dead, so. Picard would have crazy. been grumpy, and he would not have been killed, I don't think. No, and, I don't um, think so. But I think, they would have uh, definitely killed all these people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were all dead. I think Picard <sighs> well, would just failed. Actually, shit. Picard might have died, too, because he's already killed Doherty at this point. He might have just been like, ah, fuck it. Kill all these people, and we'll just fucking jet out of here before they realize the Enterprise is down. No, I don't, I don't see the motivation to do that, because they because the, only because the Enterprise is already going to be free with a report. Why, why well, put more true. blood on your hands, you know? Yeah, you just kick Picard out You can just be like, like, oh, it was an accident. Bounce. He fucking sat in the chair like a ding-dong. <laughs> I don't know, he's trying to make himself look younger? I don't know what he's doing. But again, dude, this moment in the elevator with Picard and Gallatin. Or it's awesome. Galna, God, they keep calling him different shit. It's pissing me off. Anyways, um, this is a cool moment. This is Picard to the yep. fucking max, where he's like, I'm not pleading for my life. I'm pleading for yeah. yours. That is Picard shit, baby. It I is because it. he has a clear conscience, Picard. It's great. Exactly. Where he's like, you, it's not too late to that. You don't have to participate in this. That's that's the thing that I like that Picard cuts through. This mm-hmm. whole, like he cuts through that whole, there's this whole thing about power uh, where people follow it, thinking that it's, it's a force they can't go against. And they're like, well, I, he's in charge. I just do it. Right. And I like Picard just point out like, you don't have to do this. Like right. at all, like you are, you are your own man. Fucking choose, make a choice, and you that's don't have why to do he's this. A great character, he's fucking great. Like that's that's that Star Trek shit I'm on, baby. That's why I love it. That's why I got but, um, my loyalty to it. <sighs> Good um, scene. Yeah. So they beam over the fucking thing to stop the sequence because it's already started. That's right. And dude, the slick the deception ploy. here, slick ploy, fucking cool. Me fucking too. cool. I that, that again a very Star Trek captain move of like a clever deception that flips it around. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yep. Reset our shield harmonics because they they think he, he you know they've figured them out and they can attack them. So just reset our shield harmonics, and then we should be done. <laughs> Boom. That's all they needed to fucking transport all of them over. 
It's awesome. Fucking cool. Yeah. But um, Sally, this is not the end of it. Because <laughs> Ruwafo gains control back over the thing. So oh, they yeah. have to go, uh, they have to go have a fight. Gotta have a punch them up. Kinda, like if this was a movie, movie that would have, this was a TV show, that would have been the end. They would have won. That's it. They, yeah. But now they got to do the physical shit. It would have been like a hollow deck. And then he's like, we can't get control of the other ship. No. And that's the last you see of them. They're just done. Yep. And they win. And they fucking And then win. there's a captain. And you, you would hear some passing dialogue from like Riker. He's like, well, they're going to be tried by a tribunal. Yeah. Already be a captain's done. log. Close out. Totally. That's it. Yeah. But now <laughs> we're we gonna have Worf beat up all these ding dongs and Picard showing off his fucking guns. I am glad to see Worf do something in this fucking. Me too. <laughs> I am glad to see him do anything. Yeah, because most of the time he's just like I'm he's a so, silly puberty boy again. And, he he's okay. so he's used so much better in Deep Space Nine, dude. He was criminally underused in Next Gen. He really like was. he did cool shit. He said cool shit. He was a cool character, but you got to see him really be a Klingon. Right, right, and deal with his Klingon, you know, past and the culture of it. Ah, it's better shit. We're but getting too yeah. old for this. <laughs> and then the ramming. I, and I like how the ramming is still a ruse. Where he's yeah. like, he wouldn't do that. Oh, he would. And fucking, then, nope, just bombs the surface. Yep. Fucking cool. And the other, dude, a moment that I do actually really enjoy is once that he has detonated the ship and they're just standing there watching the oncoming explosion and we see Picard beam away as he just watches fucking <laughs> Rotha just have to burn. Ah, that's badass. That's fucking cool. Yep. Federation's going to conduct the top level review, of course. <laughs> but, but of course. And they're not going to relocate them, obviously. <laughs> Three months later, the Federation re- re- relocates them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> you were wrong, huh. Picard. We gotta definitely Dart, take that Dart, shit, though. Darty's a hero. We're definitely taking this. <laughs> we're taking all this shit. Also, I've I've got three hundred eighteen days of shaw leave. I intend to use them to smash that ass <laughs> every going, day. We are going to open up the Kama Sutra and we're going to go page by page, <laughs> letter by letter. <laughs> And what a vacation that is, because not only do you just get to go to this luxury paradise planet and bang this hot woman for 318 days, you know what's going to happen the whole time? You're only going to get younger and stronger while you do it. (laughs) That's a fucking kick-ass spa. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We don't know if they rapidly age once off it, do we? That was never really made clear. It wasn't made super clear. I think they said that some of the effects can can. I think you'd have to be there for a long time to really have like it yeah, past your natural age you. or something, right? Because I think they do. They kind of imply that the effects will wear off a little bit, but they've only been there for hours, you know. So I'm like, yeah, I guess it might start to wear off if you hadn't been there long enough. Yeah. All right. But 318 days. Shit. You should definitely get at least five or six years knocked off. <laughs> That's a good move, dude. <laughs> Data plays. He's never done that before on the show, which is awesome. Kidding, yes. Um, <laughs> I boinked Riker's nose. <laughs> <laughs> Silly times we have. All right, listener comments. <laughs> it is time. It's time. We've, we've, we've run our course. Oh, boy. I got one. Are you, are you, you ready? Are you doing the EB thing, or what are you doing? Oh, well, you know, first I'll do listener comments, and I can come back to the EB thing. All right. Um, but first, I want to read Mr. Andrew Smith, my favorite TNG movie. 
Some of the jokes don't land, but the story is wonderful. And come on, F. Murray Abraham, total badass. Jordy seeing a son. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Jordy seeing a sunset for the first time and Picard's caught in the moment slow motion erections for Donna Murphy. Fucking epic. By the way, want another reason to like Donna Murphy other than being a total and complete smoke show? Uh, he goes on to post a picture of her, I believe, as the villain from Tangled? I think that's oh, what wow. she did. Fuck, that's did not cool. know that shit. Well, there we go. Thank you, Mr. Andrew Smith. Awesome. Scott Buchanan, of course. Almost all Scott. Watching this ah, movie makes my boobs firm up. That and want to apply moisturizer. Yikes. That's some leather slapper skin for sure on screen. Too much time in the sun, not enough time with the SPF 100. Otherwise, another okay movie. Wanted it to be bigger and was a little over another scheming admiral subplot. F. Murray Abraham looked the same as he did at the end of Amadeus, was suitably villainous, and funky mating dance aside, Patrick Stewart was good as ever. You know, I saw this on opening night in Sydney 20 years ago, and the main thing I remember until I rewatched it was that was the tie we all had for dinner afterwards, which I think sums up my thoughts. <laughs> okay, but just okay. A shame, because the tie was great. <laughs> True. What was True. his name? <laughs> hey, what the was tie. the tie's name? <laughs> Sorry. You got anybody else? That was a good comment, Scott. Uh, uh, shit, I'm so stupid. All right, I've got Mr. J.D. Bay. He nice. said, how... How do you remotely hack an overpowering, aggressive planet bouncer android in atmospheric flight combat? Why, you start singing a sing-along, stupid. <laughs> I actually enjoy this movie. If I just need a quick dose of TNG Season 6, this is just as good. It's fun, got action, silly plot, great crew moments. I'll play it in the background. Sometimes it feels like a really awesome, well-made, late 80s sci-fi romp. Fair enough. Daniel Falch asks some questions. Does Picard follow orders and leave after getting data if he doesn't have a boner for an alien lady? Yes. I mean, no, <laughs> he doesn't. He stays. He's Picard. <laughs> Two, does anyone in Starfleet or the Federation Council have a moral standard stronger than a wet noodle? Question mark. That's a good question. I think we are supposed to believe it was uh, a couple of uh, bad actors um, that uh, were working with uh, Doherty on the hush-hush. So I think you got a couple of bad apples but that's something we kind of address too by saying, are they? Next. <laughs> Why should the Admiral in charge let Data be involved in the first place? Wow, yeah, we covered that. Next. Shouldn't the Enterprise crew have questioned the people they rescued? That should have tipped them off right there. <laughs> um, can there. they stop blowing up the Enterprise? They didn't. He might have misremembered mis- mis- that. Wait, what did he say? He said they oh, well, stop blowing up the Enterprise. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's lost all nope. dramatic effectiveness. They don't, actually. They, it, it speeds off into the into the fucking metaverse afterwards. Um, I think that's like a full listener comments, man. All righty. Well, I want to, I, because I, I do believe uh, Mr. George E.B. did a good job summarizing some of the pre, pre-script ideas here, and I want to read a couple of them that he talks about. Um, so he's talking about, uh, I think it is actually Michael Piller. Okay. Yes, Michael Piller. Um, and he's talking about his first pitch this was really interesting his first pitch was about picard being sent to a remote planet to track down an old friend from his academy days who had gone rogue and was causing trouble 
Mm-hmm. When Picard reaches the planet, he discovers that his old friend is 21 again due to the age-reversing effects of the planet. His now young friend is defending the natives of the planet from some force that is trying to take it over. Picard then agrees to join <laughs> his cause, eventually de-aging himself, and together they fight off the bad guys as younger versions of themselves. And evidently it was Rick Berman who shot down that idea because he didn't like the idea of Picard de-aging and having to cast a younger person. Thought it would I, be insulting to uh, Patrick Stewart. I for agree one. with that. Right, yeah. Um, and then I do like actually, the premise, though. The premise is kind of interesting. Maybe and he's been on the planet for 20 years, and that's why he's only 20 now. You know what I mean? Like, right? he could have just done that, a slow reverse. And, and also, I like the idea that, you know, it's just a, a much more simple, straightforward kind of plot uh, idea. It's much more direct. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, but Berman evidently shot down that idea, uh, and he was also, he was the one who suggested that Data should be the one Picard was going after, rather than an unknown character from his Academy days. And Pillar liked that idea because it kept the whole drama in his family, mm. in the family. Uh, the next treatment focused on a, uh, basically an inspired by Heart of Darkness idea, oh, with cool. Data... With Data filling in as the Kurtz-type character, and eventually they'd figure out a way to keep the Fountain of Youth idea by implying that Picard would only feel marginal effects due to limited exposure and thereby keeping Patrick Stewart as Picard. That kept that was obviously kept in the movie. Um, and basically, I just kind of I'll read Eb's kind of closing thoughts here, where he's talking about, from what I can tell, the reason this devolved into the film we got has to do with a hodgepodge of differing factions coming in with their own opinions and suggestions. Everyone from actors, producers, and studio executives had notes, wanted to see this or that, and generally muddled the process until Pillar and Berman's original concept was cut up and boiled down into the version that made it to the screen. A classic case of too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm, I have indeed. to say, I agree with Mr. Eb. Awesome. And you know what? Still like it. I still do. It's not bad. It's just not nearly as good as it could be. Right. And I think, and and it's, despite its problems, I find it still more watchable than Generations. Yeah, I agree. Like the the two only Like if you're like, which one do you want to watch out of those two? This one, for sure. Because it's, I mean, like I'd rather watch this than five. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, the criticism that a lot of people have towards this movie, is like, it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like an extended Star Trek episode. And I'm like, I like extended Star Trek episodes. <laughs> I don't know what to tell. Like, yeah, I like two parts. Those are, those are great. Um, yeah, I can sort of see your point as far as like the budget, you know, a big budget, just TV episode. It doesn't feel grand enough. But I still think it's decently fun adventure romp of a uh, Star Trek movie. It just doesn't make as much sense as it should. Right. I hear that. Um, anything else? Yeah, I think I'm think I'm tapped on my my closing thoughts. Me too, baby. I gotta say, I'll admit, I don't think I'm ready to to rank Star Trek movies yet. I still feel like, oof, I gotta go back and watch some. Maybe that maybe that'd be a future bonus episode. Ranking them all, yeah, or thinking about what what's our favorites. Yeah, we could do that. But um, I will say I like it. I don't yeah, dislike I like it. it. I don't definitely don't love it. No, solid like though. You could have, well, uh, there's, there's, again, <laughs> Star there's Trek's some a, silly shit. <laughs> Star Trek's a funny beast because with like, you can, there's such good shit in a lot of the mediocre shit if they would just ch- do it the way I want them to do it, Matthew. Mm, yeah. Just yeah, make it the should, way I follow want. follow our orders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do what I want and make it for me. Okay? <laughs> Fuck money. Only, only for me. Yeah. Well, I suppose we are going to be getting out of here. It's time, Matthew. It's and time. Uh, you know what? For a minute. Mm-hmm. We got another movie to pick, pal. 
We get That's one right. more, and then we get the vote, and then we hit June, which is bounty time. Ooh, so baby. I kind of picked Insurrection. Do you want to pick a sci-fi movie? Ooh, I do, but uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't have one. I don't have one ready to pull from the hip right here. Well, then this is no fun for somebody listening to the podcast. I know. I know. You know what? Should I, should I just fire off one? Should I just I fucking mean, do one that, that's been on our radar? That we've just as never long done? as it doesn't suck. Midnight Special. Done and done. Midnight Special. I've been wow. wanting to see Hasn't it. That been in a, has that been in a um, poll? I think it has before. I think it has made its way into a poll and it lost. Yeah. But I've been yeah. really wanting to watch it. I've never so, seen it. What's it about? I've never seen it either. Is it, is it I, Adam Driver or some shit? Uh, I think he's in it, but it's mostly, uh, what's it, Michael Shannon. Is the main dude. Oh, which I, I like love him. that dude. I All love right. that Michael Shane. Yeah. So All fuck right. it. Fuck it. Midnight special it is. God, we're going to overdose on this freedom. Shit. <laughs> it's so good. It's just so good. I'm just mainlining it. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. Midnight special next time on the science fiction film podcast. And then after that, we'll be doing our vote, which I believe is Flight of the Navigator. Ooh, Did we just do a whole fun. month of science fiction movies? That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Because it's going to be many months of not. Based on what people are buying. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> See, they overdose our freedom buying bounties. They just go Some buck people wild with their there. requests too. Like, come on. We, Jesus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're out there. Beautiful. You guys have a good one. <laughs>